Now entering Nerdist.com. You made it weird. What's happening, weirdos? Uh, the amazing return, return, return of uh, my dear friend Bo Burnham. Uh, Bo and I hadn't seen each other in quite a while, and uh, you know, I always like to take that opportunity to record those reunions. I was, of course, in New York uh, filming. Bo's been all over the place. Um, we just uh, talk about his special quite a bit. So, even though he doesn't need it, I'm going to plug it up here. If you haven't seen Make Happy, it is on Netflix right now. As you can tell uh, by our conversation, I think it's phenomenal. Everybody I know thinks it's phenomenal. It's, it really is, um, without exaggeration, it's, it's a type of masterpiece. It's incredible. So check it out. I don't know why I soften that with a type of. I really do think it's a masterpiece. I guess I'm, I'm protecting myself in case you don't like it. But, you know, if you don't like it, just don't tell me. Anyway, nothing much to plug. I do have my Largo show, Pete Holmes Living at Largo. The next one is on October 5th. Uh, if you're in the L.A. area, those have been so fun. Uh, the last one was incredible uh, with Bill Burr and Judd Apatow. It, it, was, it was an amazing lineup. The next one, I'm sure, is going to be amazing. Oh, Sarah Silverman was there last time. Gosh, it was amazing. So next one, I promise, is going to be just as good. Um, I hope you can make it October 5th, Largo-LA.com for tickets. And this wonderful conversation with Bo, this podcast, is brought to you by one of our wonderful... Uh, sponsor Squarespace. We're always so grateful to Squarespace for your sponsorship. Uh, you guys know if you need a website, if you just need like a landing page or a beautiful gallery, a uh, professional blog, an online store, whatever you need, it's all included with your Squarespace website. So start a free trial today at squarespace.com and enter offer code WEIRD to get 10% off your first purchase and show your support of this show. Squarespace, set your website apart. Thank you, Squarespace. Get into it, guys, if you need a website. In the meantime, please enjoy the wonderful return of my dear friend, Bo Burnham. Get into it. How are you? See you. This room is not built for us. No? We ruined? Great. My joke my whole life for that. Yeah. Because maybe you don't have one. I have I one. I have a couple. I have a couple. It's not even a joke. I just always would say... <laughs> this is what you clarify Barely gettable, barely an observation. Okay. If I got in a small car, small plane, small room, I would say, "Not built for the average man of six six. That's not. It's nothing. That's pretty good. It was just something that I would say. People would say, "As if that's average." Right. It's not, right. The average. Barely a joke. I would get horrible. How, how tall are you? Five eighteen. I'd say five eighteen is very good. Yeah, five eighteen. Can I just tell you my favorite one? Yeah. Uh, like tell if if we may say, hey, you're taller than I thought you'd be. Hey, you're taller than I. Hey, you're taller than I thought you'd be. It's off putting. Okay, I say I sometimes say you're exactly as tall as I thought you'd be. <laughs> if, it's, if it's a stranger, or if they say like you're you're a lot smaller on the computer, I say depends on the size of your computer. True. Because we could make a, a huge, a huge Burnham. I really you look love- more grown. What's going on? Is, is that it, is that right? You look more grown. Like that's you look, good. 
like a been, like a more like a like a grown man. That's so nice. I've been trying. Are you trying to look more like a grown man? I'm just I've just been like eating for six months straight, and I've I've. Oh, you're on. trying to bulk up? Yeah, just just not I, in a jerk been, way. Just like you're just, I've just want to try it. No, it's not being a jerk trying to get healthy. I've just like <laughs> yeah, I've like I meant not in the L.A. like you want to get ripped or something. No, I just no, don't want to be a weak, tiny little thing. For like a second, just it's feel it for so a second. Funny. So I put on like twenty pounds. I, whatever. That what we what did you do? I just ate another meal every day, and I just this is the dream, man. That is uh, my dream. I have a bed right now called. You're there. <laughs> ah, no, the dream is to need like ah fuck. I have to eat another meal. I'm oh, in yeah, the yeah. other camp where I'm like I have to eat fewer meals. Right. I think most of my doughiness or softness is alcohol. It's all alcohol. Yeah, yeah. I don't eat ice cream. I don't. But really, eat sweets. do you drink beer and things? Like I don't drink beer. What I, do you drink? Uh, I drink liquor. Yeah, that's and wine. The- and it, okay, maybe wine does. I don't know maybe. if liquor would do that. But see, I'm someone that, like, in order to not be very, very skinny, I need to feel full all the time. You know, so it isn't, it isn't a pleasant feeling for me. You're fighting it. it, it it's like I'm never You'd hungry. Rather, I haven't see, been hungry since 2015. So the bit that I do is I, I hate people uh, – I hate simple weight loss. Yeah. And it's very simple. I go, you see someone, you haven't seen them in six months, and they lost 30 pounds. <laughs> You're like, what did you do? They're like, I just stopped drinking soda. You're like, fuck yeah. you. Yeah, 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 the rest yeah. of the joke is me just screaming "fuck you" and yeah, how mad yeah. I am at this child. How much soda were you drinking? Yeah, yeah. I haven't had a soda since 1993. Really? It was the ironic OK soda. Oh, so you were off the soda train way before other people. were Well, that's that. not even the truth. Is I probably haven't had soda in ten years. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. So 93 is like the comedy answer. Yeah, it's a comedy answer. <laughs> it's off putting. <laughs> are you are you also off putting? Um, but uh, you are you eating just regular foods? No, I mean I'm just like I have stupid like shakes. I'll drink like four of them a day, and then just like eat just chicken and rice. And well, that's what it is then. But here's the funny thing: our community, the uh, un, uh, like unwanted extra LBs community, uh-huh. look at people. I saw so you watch yeah, this yeah. special again, uh-huh. and it has you get out of bed and you're really thin, like yeah. dancer my, thin. No, though. my little like ass. I you do so have a very weird. small ass. <laughs> But I remember looking and I was like, geez, I bet – I actually had this thought. I was like, I bet he hates that he's so thin. Mm. And I don't know that you know. So many of us are watching and going, wow. Because, you know, I, I'm editing myself and I have to like – I don't think I'm fat. Melania just made fun of me for calling myself fat or whatever. But I'm a little fat and I'm watching and I have the opposite problem. But yeah, you're over yeah. there going, oh, I look too thin. Like, Well, well, being a skinny guy isn't great. I mean like in the tiny – in the very short uh, – in my short escapades as a single man, you know, I had uh, girls be like, oh, I can feel your bones. And I'm like, let me describe you physically. <laughs> let me, let's see how this feels. Oh, now that I get happened? one. Now, you know what I mean? Not knowing that skinny is an insult, you know, That's for so a guy. Because skinny would never be an insult one for them. One for one? Yeah. yeah. I remember one time there was this one hot girl <laughs> named Jill at my college. My college. See, I never described how hot this girl was. I'm actually putting down my whole college. Okay. <laughs> For some reason, like, I just didn't think the crop at my entire school yeah. was excellent. It was, there were some standouts. I don't mean to put everyone down. Gordon College. Basically. But I, re- <laughs> I know this. I know your college. <laughs> I think I had an exceptionally hot high school. Mm. I really do. Because mm-hmm. I had, like, all these hot women, and I just got used to that. Or maybe it's 
could be even more clan clanistic. Like they all look like they're from Boston. Yeah, yeah. So it's familiar genetically to uh-huh. me. Then you go to college and there's all these different types of people. And I'm like, you don't look like what I'm used to. Yeah. But anyway, there was this one really hot girl named Jill. And I remember, she was a sweet girl, but I remember one time somebody was like, uh, blah, 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 blah. And then someone was like, and then Pete takes his shirt off, right? Just like some offhanded uh, joke. That yeah. wasn't even the mean part. And then she goes, ugh, we've had enough unpleasantness today. Jesus and I was just like, it hurt my feelings. Oh my God, that's awful. Until now. Oh, of course. It still hurts oh, no, my no, no, feelings. No. It continues to hurt. She was so thin and like, Good, like traditionally good looking, classic, like mm. whatever you want to say, like Vogue. Yeah, I do believe though. Cosmo that, like, girl. Yeah, I do. <laughs> I do believe that like the, what whatever we feel about ourselves physically is it pales in comparison though to whatever like cocktail of things is happening in a, a woman's mind of her own image. For sure, I think it's not. Too is bad. this why we forgive Jill? I, I, it's why you need to forgive. <laughs> <laughs> No, I'm not saying uh, every case, but no, you know I mean, know. I was I was a hundred, like I was a hundred and eighty pounds, still looking really, really skinny. That's mm. what's weird of being this tall. Mm-hmm. You know I mean, people think I was hundred and forty pounds, <laughs> but I was hundred and eighty pounds. You know I mean, I'd be like, I'd be forty pounds. pounds. I'd be like thirty or forty pounds heavier than someone that didn't look skinny. Would I'm your six, doctors six. say gain weight? No, not. Re- that's the weird thing is that like f- that uh, the the the. Healthy range is way, way skinnier than you think. Well, yeah, no, I'm obese. I, like I I'm can't just believe that. But obese. I couldn't believe. I, I was certain Every I was malnutrition. Every time he takes out that fucking 1950s wheel, he should be smoking a cigarette. When yeah, he yeah, yeah, totally. <laughs> and he should call like the the secretary. But like colored. malnutrition it's for so our height is like backwards. 160, like 160, which feels like if you're if you're 20 pounds less than I was at my skinniest, and you're that's that's just getting into malnutrition. At right, six, six, right, which right, feels right. Insane. Well, you look grown. <laughs> Might just be my stupid scraggly beard. Though. And you have a scraggly beard. Yeah. Well, this is strange. How how old are you now? 26. 26. I turned 26 a couple weeks ago. Okay. Yeah. So okay. I'm, on, I'm, in, I'm in a new, I feel like I'm in a new part of my life. It's interesting. I, you know, I've watched all your specials, and your mm. last special, I just, I can't believe it. Oh, I thanks. can't believe it. Oh, well, I'm going to take You should wait for me to say, <laughs> it's so bad. It's so bad. No, it's so good. Oh, thank I you. saw you working it out at Largo, mm. and I watched it once, and uh, I was a little bit high, and I turned it off, and I was like, this is the sort of thing you should watch <laughs> with notes and espresso. Like, it's so, it deserves to be... Honored? Oh, that's nice. Isn't that weird? Oh, but that's I how I feel. Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I don't know if it's something to watch high because I think part of it is about the anxiety people feel when they're high. <laughs> what you do know? you mean? No, I don't know. I don't know if that's. It true. does open with. A joke I don't like think that. there's a good. I, I don't think there's a real open dialogue about pot that's healthy. What in do you this mean? Country. I think that people have went so the other way with pot just because. <laughs> You know, it's not alcohol, and it's not as bad as alcohol. So yeah. people are like, "It's good for you." It, it's not good for you. I mean, I mean, it can be good for you. Yeah, it can be good for certain types of anxiety. It exacerbates other types of anxiety. It can create anxiety. Yeah, in people that don't have it. I, I went through a period of 
why do I feel anxious every day? Why do I have a nerve? Why is my heart beating? Why am I so, so nervous? Maybe I should try cutting out that psychosomatic drug I'm taking every single day. You know what I mean? And if it's something you take when you're bored, something you take when you have nothing else to do when you're alone, I yeah. think it can be really bad. Yeah. I think it can be really bad if it's something for young people. I'm just saying for young people I, taking this out of boredom, it can burrow you in your own head. It, yeah. can, re- it can create anxiety. Be, be, Bored. Careful with it. It's I a drug. Be bored too. Be, yeah, be yeah, bored. Being but, bored is okay. And I don't know. It just there's such a there's such a positive vibe around it, mm. which I know, which it is positive relative to alcohol. But it but it's relative to alcohol, which is if you were s- drinking like you were smoking, yeah, you would be a full blown <laughs> someone help this alcoholic. You know what I mean? Really? So like yeah. ju- just. Just be careful. You know I think mean? you're absolutely right. We have really gone the other way. And I don't know if you ever listen to this podcast, but you're very much in line with my thinking. I have a real mm. love-hate with it. Yeah. I, I smoked some. Re- I smoked some. I don't know how to talk <laughs> cool. I smoked some recently. And the next day I was talking to Val. I had just done this show, right? And during the show, the, the people didn't give me the light. And then instead of – so I said, is it time for me to get off? They turned the lights off like a gag. <laughs> And this, like, upset me. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? So then I got home and I took a little toot, just like one hit of, of, of vape I have, and I completely saw saw it for what it was. It yeah, was nothing. Yeah. It was absolutely yeah, nothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I went from being kind of aggro, uh, mm-hmm. a sensation associated with alcohol. Sometimes if I yeah, drink, yeah, I'll yeah, get yeah, more yeah, into yeah, yeah, that yeah. sort of, like, then they fucking disrespect me! You yeah. know what I mean? That's alcohol. <laughs> uh-huh. And weed made me be like... Uh, who cares? Like, yeah, I yeah, didn't yeah. care at all. But you're also talking to somebody that, like, I think it's very, it can be dangerous. I'm just talking for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. If I'm not, if I'm smoking, it makes me relax to a point where I don't get out of bed to write something down. Yeah, yeah, Do you yeah, know yeah. what I mean? No, no, yeah, I totally. I kind of need that edge. It's unpleasant, but I'm always kind of playing with my my rational mind, almost like a brick wall, and I want it to be tight and nice, and when I think mm-hmm. it's tight and nice, then I'm like, okay, I can smoke a little weed because it's almost too tight and too nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if course, it gets yeah. too... Um, air, air, what, what's a good word for uh, like, like a sieve, like an afghan? If it gets too apart... What's too- a good word for an afghan? <laughs> <laughs> if it, no, what's a word that would describe how an afghan has too many holes in it? You Like that. Perforated. Perforated. <laughs> Um, yeah, well, what <laughs> you're talking sense? about, yeah, I, I, what you're talking about, like, I think it's fine to be, what the, what's the word for this? Perforated. Ex- accessorial. Something, if it's an accessory, you know what I mean? Oh, uh, um, yeah. Like, that's fine. I mean, like, you had a, you had a long week, you want to relax, you want to, you know, decompress after something, that's right. fine. It's more like, not even it being a routine, but if it is a, it, if, if it is the negative space of the rest of your life when in doubt smoke weed when bored when you're not doing anything when there is free time or downtime yeah smoke weed yeah when you find yourself going whoa i'm high why am i high right now you know I, <laughs> no, but really i, I had a stretch i had a stretch of that i know, for, you know that. like for why like, am i high for six months like why am i it's tuesday night why am i high right now that is the, that truly is a bad feeling though and that can really spiral you and make you feel like a piece of shit and make you and and you're hot you know it can be it's like weed can be really really like introspective at a point that you don't want it to be it it sounds like that's what happens to you 
Not always. I'm saying yeah. I'm not talking about weed, and and some people like, and I have had friends that just you know all of a sudden can't smoke weed and don't smoke weed, and they shouldn't. Yeah. Um, I, I just mean it as a uh, habit. I don't. I, I think habitually it needs to be looked after because like. You know, a lot of T-shirts make you feel that like it's a it's like fucking. Bo- box well, there was water. just a, a study that was getting passed around on the old on, on the old internet that was like it's as addicting as alcohol, and they were saying that this is such a thing that people that do these types of studies say they're like drawing withdrawing somebody from weed was they said worse than heroin. They were like it was like in that same sort of area. Why does it always have to jump to that extreme? I don't and it's just not. I mean it's just it so great to know that it's not. Like you can stop. Just stop doing it all so much. If you're doing it a lot, stop doing it so much. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know yeah. What I mean? Like it's it's really if you haven't if you haven't not smoked weed for a whole month mm-hmm. in a, in as long as you can remember, do that. Yeah. Just try. You should. You should know what your brain is off that for yeah, a month. Yeah, yeah, You should. You yeah. Know? And I just, um, I'm just saying, I haven't heard this dialogue since like the bullshit, uh, you know, dare program from when I was fifth That's grade. That's right. You know, and we ran so far away from it. There's no that, that, like amended new conversation about yeah, it. Yeah. Which is like, yeah, it's, it's not as bad as alcohol. You yeah. won't die on it. Yeah. You but can't maybe, overdose, yeah. but maybe it being that safe makes it, Makes you do it a little more than you should. Yeah. You know? Well, I'm a knucklehead, and living in L.A., and it's legal. Yeah, yeah. You know, the, like, I'm the sort of person that needs the en loco parentis sort of thing. I need my government mm-hmm. to, like, tell me not <laughs> yeah, to yeah. smoke until I'm 18. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And not to drink yeah, till I'm yeah, 21. Yeah, and I just didn't smoke weed. Mm. And then I got to L.A., and there's weed shops. And I'm like, oh, I guess this is okay. Like, completely. I'm oh, not totally. proud of that. No, if it wasn't like, legal, I would never be doing it. I can I'm go, exactly. A, I'm such a pussy. I I would never call oh a God. dealer. I can't break a rule for my life. And like, smoke. Like, I, it has to be legal. But now that it's legal, mm-hmm. I'm like, this is something I do. But this is what I want to put to you. This is something I've been fascinated with, is meeting our needs. People that listen to this podcast know that I've been talking about how meeting our needs is, like, easier than ever. Meaning, in, in terms mm-hmm. of weed, even when you're bored or slightly uncomfortable, mm-hmm. you can smoke this thing that makes you feel, you know, Good weed can make you feel fantastic. Mm-hmm. So it's just kind of like filling in all of the gaps. Yeah. Like I, I look at the online experience. You want to be entertained. You want to be informed. You want to be moved. You want to be riveted. You want to be educated. You want your food brought to you. You want weed when you're bored. Alcohol delivery. Everything is there. Uh-huh. We're so close to being those boneless kind of weird Jeff Garland voice people in Wally. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? You can just say Jeff Garland. It's sort of the same thing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, <laughs> but this this weed being another need that we can meet. But then, is there a quality to not meeting those needs? You're saying be bored, take a month off, mm-hmm. have downtime. Oh, I'm not saying anything. I, I don't know anything. I'm saying I am in the throes of this with you. <laughs> and, and let's like maybe. Well, do you t- smoke now? Yeah, but uh, not. Like I did, and occasionally, and it does what feel completely you, recreational. What broke you that you were like, I'm doing this too much? Uh, again, saying like, am I developing an anxiety disorder because of this? Yeah, and what did that look like? Just like nervous during the day. I wasn't smoking during the day. I would just smoke like, you know, a little bit every night or something. Yeah. 
and uh, just to relax. And I was like, why am I nervous? I have no reason for being nervous. Can I just say And I was like, way? let's yes. stop smoking every night. Let's smoke just on, you know, on Friday night. Or And then it was like, oh, there it goes. <laughs> of course. That drug I was taking. Yeah. I was like looking at everything other than this stupid drug I was putting into my brain Can every night. Can I just night. say, uh, Val and I uh, went away this past weekend and we, we smoked some uh, dope while we were there because it was like a vacation. I know. Yeah, yeah. I'm like a narc. We smoked some dope. And I was in bed. I remember I went to bed and my heart was like beating through mm. my chest. And I was like, did I have too much salt? Like I was trying to figure it out. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. But to your point, it was probably – I don't know if it's psychotropic. It's a psycho uh, yeah, whatever no, I'm, drug. I'm, I'm, I don't I'm know the word. Who knows? But I, re- I don't either. I remember a therapist. I was talking about weed and he was like, look, if you smoke it every day, it's going to have an effect. Yeah, it's yeah, going yeah. to change your brain. Yeah. But are you noticing? Because your show, I can't compliment it enough. Oh, that's right. I actually nice. had this thought, and I was like, "That's too much to say publicly." <laughs> but the thought I had was, "I like it's like Steve Martin, but better." Oh. What I really mean is, <laughs> it's like what Steve Martin would be doing if he continued and were got a fresh start, mm. like oh, a that's young. Nice. Do you know what I mean? Oh, that's very nice. Yeah, I mean that's yeah. He's he's the reference. He's my favorite too. Also, like maybe Penn and Teller. Is that right? Yeah, a weird reference for me, which is that not in content, but in theory, which is that <clears throat> yeah, what, what I love about Penn and Teller is that they, they deconstruct magic and tell you exactly how it's done and then amaze you. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like they tell you every part. That's, that's Buddy, the whole thing. You the know what I mean? That watching. So it's like, yeah. can, can I. And that's just the idea of the show in general, which is that can I tell you exactly how yep. this works and how I'm manipulating you? And then also, because that's what I thought a lot of, you know, a lot of the alt scene doesn't give you. Or, or, or the certain uh, strand of alt comedy, which just points out the flaws in comedy and uh-huh. how it's hack. Or, or the flaw is in culture and entertainment and... You know, my hope was to do that, but then, then at the end of the day, give them exactly the thing that those things give you. Because yes. that's you know, like that's a car- that's a bigger conversation about anything about religion or whatever. Which is that, like, if you're going to criticize a, something, you need to erect replacement values. That's right. You know, and what we have now. I think, like culturally, is is no replacement values. No we reconstruction. Just, we, all we have is just tearing down things and and nothing to replace it with. You know. So, Can I tell you one yeah. of my favorite rabbinical teachings? Sure. Yeah. Uh, that Rob Bell told me. Um, that he always says, it, any old donkey can tear down a barn. It takes a special one to build one. Mm-hmm. Which is really, yeah. mm. I think that's exactly hitting it on the head, what you do and what's missing. But you fuck can, that barn, too. I mean, I feel that way hard, 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 hard. For sure. I have, I have seething, seething hatred in me for so much of the culture, of yeah. so much of popular culture. I think it That's what I've been trying to get people. out of you. I think it fails people spectacularly. Yes, you know? it does. Um, and now that I feel, f- you know, free, a little free from comedy in terms of just my own self-worth tied up in it, I could fully declare war on it. No, yeah. not war on it, but you know what I mean? Like, oh, I understand. You know, like... The epicenter of it is the Tonight Show with Jimmy Fallon for me. I mean, a comedian could never say that. Well, I wrote it down: lip sync, and then also advertising. There were two things that well, you, you know. It's easy, like Bill Hicks would go after Doritos, or whatever. You know, what did he went after Leno too? But it's like, right? There's a certain part of the culture that I think 
comedians, of course, need to go after. If we're speaking truth to power, what truth can we speak more power to? And actually, finally, have we? What what truth do we have more qualifications to speak power to than that of celebrity? We don't know shit about drones or geopolitics, but we know a lot about this business and what mm. this is doing. And mm. I wish this was fringe shit. I wish pop culture wasn't informing like the souls of every child in America. I wish that what I was talking about wasn't as relatable as it was. It just is. Yeah. Um, it really is. It's and, with, re- and with social media, it is really like infecting the nerve endings of Dessert people. became the meal. Yeah. Now kids I, just eat a cake. Yeah. And I'm not talking about sugar right now. It's a metaphor. We're, we're, there are no more greens. There's but, no, but, but there's like, uh, uh, even a bigger paradigm shift than that in terms of like, it wasn't this thing we were having on the side. Now it's this thing we're living off of. It's like, we are cake now. Now we are, <laughs> you know what I mean? We, like, literally, like, you know what I mean? Like, yes. you, you, you like took a shit and you look in the toilet and then it's frosting and you're like, how did this get How in did me? I become cake? How did I get, you know? Do you, do you listen to Terrence McKenna at all? Yes. Culture is not your friend. It's yes. the best ever, man. Yes. It's so right. It's I can't so believe right. it. This is what you're raging against, which is mm. gorgeous. And I think any good comedian on some level should be t- trying to tear down this idea of culture mm. and this idea mm. of civilization. And it's really, 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 really hard when yeah. comedy and comedians are so in bed with celebrity. They are in bed with the exact problem. So how can how the fuck can you speak truth to power by ironically making fun of yourself on The Tonight Show or ironically making fun of yourself in a commercial, yeah. playing against your image to sell, fill in the whatever blank. I don't yeah. want to say anything yeah. to sure. you know nail anybody because I think it's everyone's problem. And again, it's I'm only saying this stuff. I, I couldn't say this stuff unless I felt the pull of it, unless I participated in it mm-hmm. partly. I'm not saying I'm better than anyone or above anything or have more integrity than anybody. Uh but it sounds like you do. <laughs> no, no, no. It's not. No, I, I was. I, I, I didn't mean, very. I was in a very. I've been in a very privileged position my entire career, which I was given an audience very early and didn't have to make concessions to get one. I was given one on a silver platter. Right. Yeah. So I, I, I am completely aware that any of that. Can I just crap say I, I, I stumbled into and I, yeah. I got you know, you know that I, I really it's like I, I would have been. Who knows if I had to push the fucking rock up the hill in order to right. get where I am, what I would have done. Edgy, right. But, you know. but that's why there's a, there's a little bit more purity to it. And I'm not just buttering your bread. I'm saying, like, I think that's nice that we have this perspective as opposed to, let's say you did have to go from show to show. This is the danger of the road. And I actually got in a, not an argument, but a debate with Todd Berry on his podcast mm. about whether or not your act should work everywhere. Yeah, yeah. And you're one of these guys, and I mean this as the highest compliment. Mm. It's almost like you weren't corrupted in the same way that a lot of us were tempted to be corrupted. If you go from club to club to club on the road and you, and it's just not working, the animal in you is going oh, to figure yeah. out a way to kill. You need it. Mm-hmm. One yeah, of the great yeah. lines you say, I hope I don't enjoy this more than you do or get more yeah, of this. Yeah, yeah. That's the most honest thing you could say. It's so beautiful. We are getting something out of it. So let's not forget that the comedian is, for better or worse, probably worse, looking for a rush out of it, looking uh-huh. to feel good psychologically yeah, from yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if you're working roadhouses with a line of Harleys and long-haul truckers out front, mm. you're going to write a different type of act. Yeah, of and then here comes you that didn't do that. No, no slams against I, – I did you know, kind of the middle way. Mm, yeah. But you didn't have to do that, and now you can do this different kind of thing, which mm. is great. You were incubated. 
Yeah, totally. You were protected. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, that's the, you know, that's the apparent promise of the internet, being, you know, able to just, like, balkanize audiences and go, here, here, here's a little sliver of people that only like you. And rather than playing to, you know, everyone in Topeka, Kansas, you can play to just everyone who likes this type of comedy. Yeah. There's three of them in Topeka, Kansas, and three of them in, and they're all watching you right now, you know? Yeah. But, you know, there's a whole, the internet, does a whole other thing, which is they find an audience when they're 17 or 18 or 19, these kids, and it's 10 years later, and they are playing to the same audience, and they are acting like they are 17 and they are 27. Mm. Look at the YouTube celebrity people of you. I mean, it is weird. It is bad. <laughs> it is really, really bad. I actually Look don't at the know. Fucking, you know, and I'm happy to talk shit about it. You know, what are they going to do? Take the videos down? <laughs> Look at the YouTube red billboards around town. And yeah. And... Like and tell me that 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 is the product of the most free uh, distribution of content that the world's ever seen, and that's the product. These bullshit, these 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 glossy Instagram filtered Disney pretty blue haired perfect skin stars. Yeah, that's what it turned out. Yeah, what a failure. What a failure YouTube is, and in 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 that it's most subscribed and and top people are. Look, look like studio chosen stars. Isn't that funny? Yeah, it, it it can show that the studio system and can can be from can be a grassroots movement. Can be what we wanted. It can. It does not have to be top down. It can be self imposed by one person. Right. And there are great people online. I mean, there are great, cool people doing really great work. But the ones that are really working are the people that are you know putting. You know, picture their tits in the thumbnail and or someone else's tits in the thumbnail and big capitalized titles and doing content that matters today and not tomorrow and not working long term. And it's a it's a real, real bummer. I thought in 2006, man, in 10 years, Oscar nominated movies will be on YouTube. And yeah. I was so, so wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's a shame. It's a shame. And I like I would want any, you know, any kid out there or, or someone working or wanting their stuff to get made, just like in try to invest in the long term. Just try to not seek complete instant gratification of things, or or you know, and something for that fuck's means sake. Don't don't learn to self promote before you learn to do what you're promoting. Mm. Learn what you're making. Learn how to do something. Because what and the best way to self promote and i do believe this is good things mm. the the internet is not you can't hand out your cd on the street like in new york city it's your you getting a flyer out there is not going to come get people to come to your show the way stuff spreads in the internet is the stuff is good and it gets passed around on its own right. so if even if you want to play the self promotion game the best way to do that is to make the thing as as funny? good as possible yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. moving away from it is actually getting closer to it. Yeah, totally. I'm just saying, like, the, the bits that went, like, viral on your show, was it because you were going, like, check out this Batman bit? Right. No, you made a really good, funny bit that people wanted to right. pass along on oh, their thanks, own. Man. You know? I know what you mean. I'm just saying, like, you know, like, there's a specific thing of the way things are spread online. It is not, it, as opposed to movies, you put the fucking billboards up and your movie will get a huge opening weekend. It mm -hmm. just will happen, you know? Like, movies. No one gives a shit about word of mouth in movies, really. I'm just saying the second, third weekend box office gross doesn't mean anything compared to the first. You know, right? It really is just about getting the word out. You know, it really is just about putting your celebrities on all these goddamn shows and having them throw a purse full of skittles at a basketball hoop as a five minute bit. What the fuck is happening? 
<laughs> we need Letterman so bad, man. We do. We've lost we need Letterman. our asses. You know what? And I, yeah, and uh, our acidity. I, I don't want to. You know, this sucks because I know when I say this, I'm just like never going to be on talk shows again. But I don't really care. <laughs> and like Conan's the best, so I'm happy to, if I just can be on Conan. Um, there's no sadder fall from grace culturally than Stephen Colbert. In in the world, what happened? I don't. I'm not playing oh, dumb. My God, I don't watch these shows. So please tell me. He went from doing the most urge, one of the most urgent comedic performances like ever. Yeah, with, with to, the Colbert Report, you mean? To like a sycophantic, doesn't know what he's doing on that show. I mean, Letterman was tearing down. Right, Letterman would sit down, and you would feel like an like the celebrity would feel like an idiot sitting mm. there, and mm. Letterman would like with, with like a wry smile would cut down everything they were saying you know mm. and going like like some celebrity would go like so i went i went to the pool with my kids and let her be like oh really really so that sounds interesting and the whole audience would laugh like look at this fucking asshole celebrity getting up thinking a story about their kids at the pool isn't yeah, you know he really yeah, did yeah, yeah. do a good job and for me it was like there was something multi-dimensional to yeah it. and it's for what, Steven, yeah. it was like i of course you don't have to do the character of the political pundit of course you shouldn't do Stephen colbert the character um but that character was making fun of the type of character, of the type of person that hosts a political talk show, which is that they sacrifice truth for conflict and ratings and and mm. uh, get, riling up an audience rather than communicating the truth. There is such an equivalent of that for a talk show host that you could do. Yeah, be the sick, be the joke of the sycophantic asshole celebrity loving dipshit that doesn't yeah. give a fuck about the audience that's a millionaire talking to other millionaires yeah. presenting it as casual fact yeah but play that there's so much to eviscerate in a whole different way that's and so instead funny. you just went with like normal Irish Catholic Stephen lost with a bunch of uh, oh. I, I don't know you saw what's hurting you though is potential. This is like when I complain about my. But fit. it's but it's also pig piling. It's like I can't believe there's another one. I can't believe there's four. You know, four. Jimmy James and a white, you know. Yeah. I don't know. I can't. Somebody explain it to me that it, it's, it's relatively inexpensive. Keep going, please. No, I don't. No, tell there's me. There's nothing to do. There's nothing. It's just like, we're at a state now where the press tours are more, are more memorable than the movies. Almost always. Mm. You remember way more the thing Jennifer Lawrence did when she sang karaoke on that show than you do Mockingjay too. Mm. And, and, and for almost all celebrities, so many of them, so many of celebrities and actors, their most memorable moments of the last five years are these bullshit little skits they do on... <laughs> yeah. Where, where basically almost always the entire bit, the entire reason the thing works is because God is doing something human. Like this big, this beautiful, gorgeous celebrity that really isn't that yep. is is getting up and farting the Pledge of Allegiance with their armpit, and right. I'm like, right? I, I, I it, it, it is, and it, I, I, you know what? I'll watch these things and I will laugh. I'm saying I am the, like the right. why I am not like some bit like Bill Hicks. Me, like I don't. I am not looking at this like. I don't believe America is – we're just dumb people that like dumb shit and we, this is what we deserve, man. Like this old like Carlin way of doing things. I, I, I fucking hate the people making it. I think they are lazy and awful and how dare you. You've been given this life to make things and you make shit and I hate you for it. Yeah. And I, I, ta- I, I hate them. You know what I mean? <laughs> the audience, I'm like, I get this. I mean, I get why this is – right. 
I eat McDonald's. It's McDonald's job to give me healthier food. Right. They know I'm going to fucking taste it and want more of it all the time. <laughs> it's like maybe this is just totally fascist oh, that's like me and with liberal. The, but with like the legal weed. Yeah, it's yeah. like be better to us. Be give us anything better. Yeah. And then, you know, the other part is that that's, you know, the internet which which YouTube which is That's why it's so sad. I could never be, I could never be discovered now because my YouTube videos I wouldn't go viral. They would be buried underneath uh, celebrity interviews on talk shows. Those are what go viral now. Mm. Like regular videos by people. You remember you used to see like a kids yeah. or like some like a little girl singing or some shit. Yeah. And I don't mean like a kid falling in shit. I mean like a creative little thing a kid made. Yeah. Would go viral. It doesn't happen anymore because now right? because they're all cor- every viral video. What vi- everyone's like? Do you see the viral video of? NBC's talk shows bit. What are you talking about? What are you talking about? That's not a viral video. That is a corporate. What the fuck? You, you need mean? to understand that people are going in meetings. Kills we need me, a viral video. Yeah, yeah. And they'll make them. They'll reverse engineer it yeah, yeah. and go, that's what these are. Uh, Orin and I have been in situations. We didn't end up doing it. Probably because we were like, I don't know how to make a viral video. <laughs> like, I don't know what you're talking yeah, what about. What the fuck does that mean? <laughs> and Jimmy's great. I mean, Jimmy's so good. That's what terrifies me. You know, and that's why he's, uh, you know, enemy number one because he's really good. Yeah. And he's the best. And I love it. I don't know. I don't know. But Maybe you, but I'm just a you complete, know, I'm probably just a complete dick. And I'm running my mouth. I'm actually just really, truly picturing this being me and you talking. I am uh, actually not trying to, like, send this out to the world. You know, I saw, you're not alone. I saw Bill Burr, at, uh, he did my Largo show last month, and, and he was up there, and he he just kind of summarized a lot of it in one thing. He was like, these fucking late-night hosts playing patty cake. Yeah, And yeah. that was all, and the audience lit up. There yeah, is yeah. something about fuck that barn that we're missing. Mm. I think we need more fuck that barn. Well, it's strange, you know, because... That's tough because um, I don't know because the, the internet is also so polarizing and so like what, what the internet needs is more hate. It's like what uh, <laughs> you know? Uh, um, I don't but know. You want more discernment. You want I want values like values. I just I don't want the cool hip comedy ironic crowd to hide behind their irony so they can do bullshit. To hide behind, well, none of this shit matters anyway, so I might as well do all these commercials and all this vapid bullshit. Yeah. You know, I'm... What you're doing... try to find... I'm not saying I'm. I meant the general I'm. Like, like, we should, like... Let's look for... You know... You know what it reminds me of? I don't know. When I was a kid, I used to make I used to make little videos. Talk about the show. The show's better than uh, the show. The show says this all so much better than I. Do. What show? I just mean my my live show says. Oh, this. I know your live show, but I would love to dissect every. I'd go bit no, by bit. But I remember when my friends would come over. Uh, my friend Ern still teases me about this. Um, I had a camcorder, like a VHS camcorder, and he'd come over and would always make little videos, and then we'd tape over them. Where were my parents? Where were my parents buying more yeah, tapes so yeah, we could yeah. save <laughs> yeah, Terminator <yeah>. 2? <laughs> Kermit? Yeah. Terminator 2? Anyway, so that's gone. So many of them are gone. But anyway. Yeah, but you know what? That's That's, that's something kind of lovely, too. No, but that's it. That is it. If you could, per- if we could have a world of people pursuing Terminator Two, <laughs> knowing that it could be deleted the next day, it would be a, the such a more beautiful world. If it would be people when you were talking earlier, making things to make them, yeah. not to 
have them seen, you know, like to not be thinking about how this is going to be packaged and sold before you even write it. Yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. There's this guy not buying the website URL before you've even written the script. There's this guy, you'd really like him. He's a guy named Douglas Rushkoff. And he wrote this book called Present Shock, which is just all about how like we were waiting for the future for so long and we've arrived in the future and we don't know what to do. And, Mm. and, and narrative is out the window and there's no beginning or end. There's no writing process, making, putting out. Everything is just condensed into one thing. And, Mm. and, uh, you know, isn't it like our favorite shows are game of Thrones shows that don't end shows that just continue going, you know, like television have become more like video games than movies where plots out the window. And now it's just about like sustaining. I don't watch the shows. I don't know. But, um, it's funny that you say that. Steve Martin has that bit about McDonald's all being one thing. You know what I mean? There's a vat of whatever it is, <laughs> yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. just mold it yeah. in different ways. That's really funny. He's kind of saying the same thing. Yeah, it's like... There's this ache, though. It, it, people are in pain. We're, we hurt. I don't think oh, we know yeah, why yeah. we hurt, but you're, you're touching a nerve that oh, I think totally. needs to be touched. Because people are going out, and we're getting everything that we wanted... And we realized that maybe we wanted the wrong things. And this isn't where I'm saying, like, we should have community gardens and friends. Those might be good answers. No, that's right. I know, but I don't want to sound cliche. But there's something about getting the kid that makes the video because he wants more Twitter followers. Once he gets that, he'll realize what a fucking stupid pretend system that he Yeah, but you know what? Like, totally. I I, I totally hear that. But, like, that is, like, even... That is kind of an old way of saying that because, like, for me, that is the old art of, like, trust me, you don't want this because down the road – no, no, no. You'll feel gross right away. No, no, but the reason you shouldn't do it is the tummy ache you will feel immediately. Yeah. The emptiness you'll feel – While you're doing it. Yeah. And and you know what? Like, of course, like, again, as someone who, like – had an audience thrown at them. I cannot fall. I can't. You need to do some of that. Mm. Um, going in, you know, you of course need to do. Would need to do some audience building. I don't know. There's a. I don't know, man. I. I, I there's the, the audience. You know the. I. I have no idea what to say to a young person that wants all that. You know, <laughs> <laughs> other than like, what do you want it for? Yeah. What do you want the audience for? See, I, I, but, but but what do you want it for? Yep. If you just want it to have it, bye. Yeah. Or, 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 you know, like, you're in trouble. Or right. you're young and you feel that way and you'll grow out of it, you know? Um, or you're just like the Illuminati. I say that as a joke. You just want power to have more power and more power. You're just kind of like getting high off of this idea. Right, totally. It's not real at all. Yeah. But I don't think a lot of people are asking why do they want... Why do they want to do comedy? Why do they want to do a new hour? A lot of people are, I want to say first, that yeah. like, of all, like, there are so many people doing so much great work that I love. I mean, truly, the way I really feel, I, I am someone that feels like we are living in, a, I am so happy to be living now. I think the best stuff is being made now. I, I see so many movies I love a year. There's so many young comedians I like, are, that are mind-blowing to me and I think are so good. And, mm. and like, I, so... I, I I am not thinking we're I, I I'm saying the the like the owners the 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 cultural elite suck like <laughs> the real like the cultural bourgeois that own this thing the four or five people in power of this stuff are making really shitty decisions and like mm. the 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 new you know it, the whole point of what I'm saying is to like <laughs> I want. Th- 
I want the power to be given to the people doing the good stuff because there are that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I, just, I just want to emphasize that I don't you – know, I'm not saying like I'm doing this cool stuff and no one else you – know I mean that's not how I feel at all. But I will say that. But you can't say no, that. I don't feel I, that. I don't feel that should, way though. But I when don't. I watch you – Gerard and Caperland and you know – There's a lot of great people. John Early and I mean all these – I'm just saying there's plenty of people doing and, – and I think talking about the same stuff I'm talking about. For sure. Uh, you know. But there, but that's in your act as well, and I'm not trying to embarrass you. But there's there's a quality to it where you're like you say in the special, you go, "I'm trying to immortalize something I worked really hard on." Mm-hmm. So part of the show is even informing the audience how clearly hard you've worked on it, because we mm, come from yeah. a group where effort stinks. <laughs> yeah, we're like, or don't it's lame. Yeah, yeah it's, it's like lame, really lame yeah. to try. Yeah, you yeah. know what it really is <laughs> yeah. to try vulnerable. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Oh my Every God. move you're doing in the special, this is I, I just love I love your work. It's oh, just amazing. Right, yeah. I was it was giving me chills in a way that I was like, this is what we you always make me feel like a fraud. That's that's the good <laughs> that's compliment. Not, that's not true. When I'm standing on the st- side of the my stage, show is a complete fraud. Of course it is. Yeah. I, I I don't think you think that it's not, but I'm watching it and yeah. there's so much natural polish, not labored polish. There's like the appropriate amount of work and toying with the idea that it's stupid and it can be profound. It's it's everything. Oh, that's nice. But I think a lot of us I remember Seinfeld talked about writing every day, and then Colin Quinn was like, This motherfucker's writing every day. The rest of us are just getting up there and bullshit and mm-hmm. he's making us look bad. Mm. I'm glad that there's people like you because when I watch it, I should be challenged to do better. You know what I mean? Oh, that's nice. Th- I hope that's a... Oh, that's a very high compliment. That, that's very, very nice. But, and, you, um, when... but I don't feel that way. I'm saying like, you know, two or three years ago, you know, I, and that's the other thing is like, you get me back in a year, I'll say the exact opposite yeah. of what I'm saying now. I feel, you know, and I embrace that about myself. You know what I mean? About, it's probably my age. You know what I mean? That like, I want to, I, I won't, I don't, I don't ever want to apologize for passion. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like, even if it's misdirected or I, you know, recant on it in four years or whatever. Um, you know, three years ago, I would have had all this stuff about comedy or whatever. And now I don't feel, I, I, I don't feel, I feel like comedians are doing great. I, <laughs> I, I do. I do. I think, like, stand-up is doing really good. Who are good. some of the young people that you like? Just, just for, um, I don't want to put you on the spot, but if you can Just like, of, Berlant, like I Kate said, Berlant is amazing. Kate Berlant is amazing. John Early is amazing. When Dr- you Gerard see Carmichael's someone amazing. like Kate, someone like Gerard, all those people that you, John mm-hmm. Early, and yourself... There's something just so wonderful about talent. When you see Kate Berlant and you go, "Oh, she's talented." Yeah, but Kate, you know what I mean. Like, and, she's and Kate talented. really does something <laughs> conceptually that is uh, so its own and so new and so important. And now. the only way to do that is with absolute pure. Put the knife in the little brick of talent and sniff it, and it's amazing. Yeah, she yeah. She has like the real deal, and that's what you're saying. Used to be YouTube's platform that you could have that sort of thing, and it would get catapulted. Mm. Uh, and now that's getting flushed out by so much other content. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It's like, but again, it's just like the, you know, Whitmer Thomas. I'm saying I come down here on Wednesdays and watch the meltdown. You know, and it's yeah. like it's awesome. I, every time I see it, I'm like, everyone's doing great. This is. This is a healthy, good medium. The, pro- the problem with stand-up is that there's just probably too much of it and too many specials and too much of a backlog of things, so new people can't be discovered, which is a bummer. I think us coming up had a much easier chance of 
getting seen because there were you know i mean just every day there's a million more specials to compete with from the past yeah you know and we kind of came in right before we were the boom the comedy special boom yeah our generation what you know what i mean i mean i'm just I saying was just saying to valerie the other day of like hours being handed out i was listing material that i didn't do on my last special plus a couple new ideas and i was like just kind of very matter-of-factly being like and this will be the next special and i was like what i know, I know. how did we get yeah, and I do. I wasn't saying with hubris, and I don't say this with hubris. I say this with gratitude that that is a weird place to be in such a fertile environment. And you're right. For us, there there might be other people that are like, get these motherfuckers out, out of the of way. Yeah, of course. And I totally, yeah, 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 totally. And Absolutely. there are people that that got passed over wrongfully that are mm-hmm. looking behind in the rear of view, course, going, get those motherfuckers out of my yeah, way. Yeah, of course. And so it's not like that for everybody. That was something I felt very grateful for. But it is a nice time. To yeah. Think, if you have a great special, you'll be able to get it out there probably. Totally. Yeah. But I look at these, you know, comedians are doing the work. They're sitting there. They're getting up. They're doing the, you know, like they're getting up every night and they're performing. But isn't that? That's, that's, that's a, I'm saying that isn't the problem I'm talking about, which I feel like is just like trading that, like flipping the current, like it feels like celebrities are in like the, like the, like the fame stock market of just like buying and selling each other's fame and dipping in and I'll do a little bit with you and then flip that over here and it's like what what is happening what is the thing you're doing I don't even Culture know what you do became vine for vine yeah <laughs> it really it's like I don't know what, I don't know what you all do it feels like you all do movies or television shows as an excuse to go around and do these little interviews and skits well, with each it, other. It's like, who fucking cares? Again, like, it does make me sad when I watch <laughs> Celebrity Lip Sync and oh somebody God. from a show that I liked comes out and did exactly what you're saying. Oh it's like a good-looking white guy doing a woman's song. Isn't that... Isn't that salacious? <laughs> you know what I mean? No, but isn't that like and, the funniest fucking thing you've ever seen in your life? Like, Zachary <laughs> Levi... I'm saying Zachary... Not Levi, Zachary Quinto. Mm, I don't know who that is. Like, uh, the guy played Spock. Okay. You know, um, like a gay actor who I've just seen in other things have very, very fine tuned, like, moral standards of mm. what's appropriate and what's not. Gets up and does, like, a Missy Elliott song where it's like, ah. But you know what? It's not even a moral objection. It's like, hack! What the fuck? Like, <laughs> what the fuck? This this is something my cringy aunt does at yes. like seven p.m. at Christmas. Yeah, that's what I really feel like when I watch these talk shows. Yeah, like, this is the shit. Like, I cringe at family reunions. It's like, all right, we're now like Uncle Ted's gonna sing like Bon Jovi. And it became like, Christian college talent me. night. Yeah, it's, I'm very familiar yeah, yeah. with <laughs> what's yeah, happening yeah, right yeah, now because yeah, yeah, yeah. you have Christian to do God. something that's not dirty, not yeah. too dirty, not too to use the word salacious again. But like broadly appealing, these were the talent shows we put on at the moderately unattractive Gordon College. And then like <laughs> that's hilarious. <laughs> and then like I was one of them. Just these beautiful, beautiful, rich people getting up and being like, so I on set like I farted, and everyone like yeah. gives them a standing ovation. Yeah. I'm like, God pretending to be man. Die, like you said. yeah, just die. You know what's funny? Just die, 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 die. This- because uh, what I feel again, like the thing I want to add, it's not to make room for me. I can't handle that. <laughs> I know myself. I've had such a tiny amount of fame, and I can't handle it. So I am not equipped for that. Yeah. But there are tons of people that are that are great and are interesting and are human mm. and look like real people. 
and they should be up there, and they have different. And there's a million actors that every role, every old, every fifty year old role shouldn't go to Richard Jenkins. You know, mm-hmm. plenty, I, we've talked about this before <laughs> the show, but it's like there's plenty of people out there that deserve this stuff. Yeah, we're, we're representing all of the culture of a country of 330 million people. You right. know, like. This can't be the pin- this can't be the pinnacle. Of yeah, yeah, yeah. This can't all build to that. It can't. Yeah, Can I it? know. Especially I know. with the internet. You know what I mean? I'm saying like I get that. Like back in Johnny Carson's day, it was that. But you doesn't know? this feel? It does. I, I'm not even trying to make a conspiracy theory. No, no. I but don't it does know. seem I'm, like I'm, we had the internet, mm. and they were like, shit. Yeah. How do we how do we reclaim oh, yeah, yeah. it? Oh, of course, of course. And oh, then they—that's not a conspiracy. That's definitely true. That's yeah. just what we do. Oh, yeah, it's about control. And the thing that oh, really they do what 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 billion dollar corporations would do. Right. Yeah. And what really threatens control is artists like Terrence McKenna realizing it's all fucking hooey. You know what I mean? And like it's all this pretend game that we're playing that keeps us out of real power and keeps us from being truly creative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, I'm not like as I'm not as I'm probably not as disassociated from culture as he is, or even would want to be. Sure. I don't know, man. I'm just like, stuff should be better. Stuff should be a little bit better, right? I'm saying music is so fucking good right now. Yeah. I I think music is amazing. Like, like how, how music has done such a good job of, like, Really, really popular music, like pop, 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 popular music, mm. like Beyonce, and and all is so weird. It's so they've done yeah. such a good job of finding out that stuff can be really popular and also really, weird. really yeah. interesting. When Lemonade worked, I was yeah, very yeah. excited. But I was Frank like, Ocean, this is and, amazing. And, 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 well, and not just totally hip hop, but a lot of hip. But even pop music gets pretty weird sometimes. Yeah. you know? and it's like I just want that for you know all the other stuff, you know, right. and um. You know, the music yeah. is a good, like, where it's like, uh, you know, when you watch Beyonce on these shows, and you're like, yeah, but you're really the woman in Lemonade. You're really the person in whatever. Uh, and everyone else, I don't know. It's like, why can't the $200 million movie be as interesting as the biggest album of the year? Why, why is the biggest movie a bland, weird piece of shit? <laughs> and the biggest album, like this fucking, like, landmark, feel like, crazy, weird, you know, yeah. risky thing. right. That's know, interesting. That's just bullshit. I mean, that's just me bullshitting. You know, it's funny. I I, te- I was watching uh, Civil War, the Captain America Civil War movie, yeah. which is which are these movies that we're kind of talking about. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, 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 I learned a long time ago to shut up about comics in Meltdown. Because I you, once like talked shit about comics, and a guy pulled up his leg and had like an Iron Man tattoo on his shin. Wow. I was like, sorry. <laughs> It's like, don't talk about religion or politics. Yeah. No, it's don't talk about well, politics. I said, books. like, if you like Superman, you know, you'll also love rubber duckies. And that's, then he pulled them out. That's funny. <laughs> I was like, I'm just, I don't give, a, I like, the metaphors, can we find another metaphor? Right. <laughs> other than super, like, no, it's about geopolitics. <laughs> Fuck off. It's fucking like. It's also Christ, again. It's the, that's one, of, I hate Superman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm using the word hate. Yeah. about Superman. That's how I feel about Superman. I hate Superman. Yeah, but Zack Snyder at least he made some like visual choices. I actually like the Superman that people hate. I like that weird. Yeah, dark no, I, I was like, makes. I just meant like at least he like as a filmmaker felt alive. Yeah, to, I don't know. Whatever. That's a, that's a whole other stupid conversation. Uh, I don't want to be so. I'm not trying. To be I saw so negative. some. I saw some efforts on behalf of the writing of Civil War, and and I think it's one of the reasons why Marvel is doing better uh-huh. than the other ones, is I see effort trying to make the stories a little bit more complicated. Did you see Civil War? I did. 
I'm not saying it was, you know, Mulholland Drive. No, you know what? <laughs> no, no, it's not about it being Mulholland Drive. It's about, you I'm know, saying they, they're... The global box office is tough. You got to make a movie that works for Indonesian 50-year-olds. And, yeah. You know, so it just, it, nothing can be specific and nothing can yeah. be anything, you know, and that's okay. What's a movie that blew your dick off this oh, year? Oh, so many blew my dick off. Kresha, did you see Kresha? No. Blew my How do you spell that? C-R-E-T-I-A? K-R-I-S-H-A. Made by this kid, Trey Edward Schultz in Texas. He's for 30 grand. He made it with just his family. He shot it in nine days. It's the best ever. No way. It's, be- it's amazing. This kid is like, th- like it, like it was so cool to see something that blew past jealousy so quickly into just awe for me. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I, where I was like, oh, I'm not even close to jealous. I'm just like, I worship this person. Thirty thousand dollars? Yeah, yeah. What, he shot it days. on iPhone? No, you can't. No, shot it. Well, he's he cashed the check that the internet wrote that no one, you know, which is like these cameras are cheap and you can make stuff. Now. Yeah, well, not the internet, but you know, Spielberg in the desert, written, which like you just can do it now. Yeah, like that you can you can rent a you know C three hundred for you know three grand or something and shoot a really nice movie. Or he, right. he wasn't shooting on that. Right, he had something nice in that. But, um, Tons. I mean, like I the, think the that lobster, goes back to the some, lobster. The lobster great. is great. You know? That goes back to some of your frustration, though, is we do uh, inversely live in this time where really brilliant people have access. Like I joked, did he shoot it on iPhones? You could, you yeah, could yeah, shoot it. I mean, it was very amazing. excellent. That was shot on iPhone. Yeah, an iPhone. There you Tangerine, go. Tangerine so iPhones, yeah. even though I guess it, it, when I go into therapy and I complain about my family, Dr. Gary Penn, my therapist, who, whose book is available now, will always mm-hmm. say, Pete, the reason you get upset is because you want better for the whole family kind of unit. Like, Ooh, you, yeah, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Is this gross? I, no, gross? no, not gross for you and your family would be – I don't want to feel like that's me. I'm not, I'm not Pope Francis. I'm not. I'm not hurting for the world because I want the world to behave better. Shit. Yeah, but you do you want. Know? I want better shit. It makes me. I, as I'm, it's me as an audience member. It's not me as a. It's me as an audience member going. This should be better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, give me shit. But doesn't you it make give you me. happy when somebody takes thirty grand and shoots? Oh an my god! Movie? That's what I'm saying. I'm saying exactly. I'm inspired by other. But people that's work. me wanting my family to be better. Mm, it's because mm, I know mm. there's potential. We yeah. live in a time where yeah. we could keep shitting out frosting. Or we could get thirty grand and shoot an amazing film. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, and it's both. And do whatever. It doesn't have to be weird. It just more has to be like I want to feel that the people making things for me are making it for me because they want to make this thing. Well, Not that like a room full of people got together and thought they'd like this. Well, th- you know what I mean? Because that—that's what the other. That's more what it can is. I, you know what I mean? Which is, is like, yep. you know, give us something that you care about or. But this is, you it goes like, back. You know, I'm going to make you sound, and, and that might be fucking Superman. I'm saying, you know, yeah, that might be something big. or Superman be might some, be weed every day. It's yeah, just fulfilling our needs. Yeah, it doesn't totally. Like I want to be wowed and see buildings explode. Or, but I'm and they someone, go, okay, here you go. Like I'm someone that what I my passion is explosions and sex and dicks and guns. Cool, make 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 a movie like that, right? Like I, a Tarantino. I, yeah, yeah. I'm yeah. just saying, don't uh, or not just even movies and anything. Sure. I'm just saying, you know, you want to feel like people are, you know, not not. Not guessing what you'd like, but giving you something they hope you'd like. I don't know. And something know. that came from their soul. Yeah, or something. Here, here's something I bring up on the podcast a lot. Uh, it's from the movie End of the Tour, the yeah, David yeah. Foster Wallace mm-hmm. movie. Really good. Um, and he talks about – so I get, to, I get to sound like I've read David Foster Wallace, but really I just saw it in this movie. But he I talks read the about book. Things, there you go. Yeah. Things being given to us by people who don't love us. Mm-hmm. Meaning he's like once we have yeah, yeah, virtual yeah, yeah. reality porn – 
it's again, it goes back to my current fascination. Your needs are being met. I want to know what it's like to have sex with Scarlett Johansson or whoever, mm, whoever mm. you think is attractive. I'm sorry to, mm. you know, dehumanize her. I'm just saying that's a common thing. Yeah, 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 yeah. We can do that. Here, put this on. This little robot's going to jerk you off in rhythm. You, we're so close to being locked in a cell, getting everything we think we need mm. from people who have no interest or love for you. So it's not a peanut yeah, butter yeah, and jelly yeah, sandwich yeah, yeah, made yeah. by your mom who wasn't making it to be a crowd pleaser. She was making it because that's what she she loves you and she wants to feed you no, yeah. because that's that's how she's communicating love to you. No, it's the opposite of it's that. A, it's a nut paste and berry cube fed to you by exactly. computer. Yeah, because you push the button. That's what Eat24 is. That's what Grubhub is. We're just getting intervened, and I love those things, intravenously fed everything that we think we need, but we're not getting any actual sustenance. We're not getting... Uh, how do you say it? Krisha? Krisha. 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 Yeah, maybe that's it. I mean, it's a f- fucking weird movie. People might not like it, but um, but yeah, I totally get. But what you know you're what I'm saying? saying? Like you're saying, I wish people would make things because it was in, it was burdened on them to make it. You mm. know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, they they had to make it. They were making the art they wanted to see in the world. Mm. They made the movie mm. they mm. wish yeah. they could have gone to see. They made the comedy special. You made the comedy special. That you, that's why I'm so proud of you, no, that not. I know you would have loved. If I could have kidnapped you while you were doing your last one and shown you uh, this uh-huh, one, yeah. you would have gotten fucking A. I'm excited about that. Oh, that's that nice. speaks to me. But, oh, not, yeah. but too many of us are registering the URLs and the Twitter handles uh-huh. and, and starting some sort of grassroots Instagram campaign for something because we think it might be popular. Totally. and That's sickening. Totally. And, and it's something that I've done. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. But it's something I've done, of course. But like – the the point is too is that like um the things that you art or whatever in the way that you're talking about it doesn't mean it's challenging and dark and cool Brian Regan does and what is in his heart is yeah, the greatest silliest right. most wide appealing shit in the world what disturbs the me the, is know. when someone who clearly isn't, isn't Brian isn't Regan, Regan in yeah, their yeah, soul yeah, totally. goes up yeah, and yeah. goes he plays Disney cruise ships for 150 yeah, 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 yeah. grand a pop so I'm also not going to swear that stuff can give me the chills that's why it's so beautiful yeah, when you see kids. someone like it's tough what do you mean People have kids and need to make money, and that's a whole other thing. I also know that the, the, this whole thing of like, <laughs> you know, giving your life's work or art meaning is a incredibly privileged conversation. You know, the For people sure. that uh, that are living comfortably above the minimum level of income to live get to have exactly. You know what I mean? And no, if you if you need to make a living, you do whatever the fuck you need to do. To of make course, a living. of course. But it is that's why, again. I hate the fucking $20 million people. You're there. Why are you doing this? Why are you selling Jack Daniels? Why, yeah, why yeah. are you doing that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Why are you using your image as a beloved entertainer to young people to sell alcohol? How fucking dare you do that? We know you have enough money. Yeah. Stop this. Yeah. You know this. Yeah. You know this. And just because everyone says it's bullshit, and isn't it funny for Ricky Gervais to get up there, who was a genius, and, you know, <laughs> to get up and roll his eyes and goes like, Verizon's paying me $2 million. They didn't even... Fuck you, man. It's not enough to be self-aware. It's not enough to be a self-aware asshole. Yeah. You have to stop being an asshole. <laughs> you know, that, that, I'm done with that. I'm, and that's everywhere. That's everywhere. 
<laughs> but it really is. That is the self. People think that self awareness that 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 saves them. them. Yeah, not even them. close. Yeah, makes yeah, you yeah. worse. Yeah, at least the dick that doesn't know he's being a dick thinks he's being nice. Yeah, you know you're being a fucking. You know, you should have fucking better known better. Yeah, that's that's um. What is so again again? That's why I'm like because I'm really offend. I would get offended by some by some like the Carlin Hicks stuff where it's like people. You know, I don't view people like that. I don't view like. Like my father that's only watched the movie Con Air for <laughs> literally 10 years. Only has watched the movie Con Air. Like, yeah, of course he should watch Con Air. He's fucking working hard. He doesn't need to like, no, dad, trust me. Like, look at the framing at this right, shot. Right, and, like, right. No, fuck that. Like, that's a movie for him. You know what I mean? Right. You know what? Con Air's a fucking sweet movie. It's fucking awesome. <laughs> Chappelle. Yeah, it's, it's, it's like fun <laughs> and it's great. So I'm saying like, yeah, there should be good it doesn't have to all be weird and dark and whatever. Right. I'm just saying the people that have gotten to a really privileged position to make this stuff do it exactly like you said. And it's a, you picked up on that, you know. I love Dave Foster Wallace and like his his early um, uh, short story collection, Girl with Curious Hair, ends with this 80 page long story, and it ends with him breaking. Like uh, the narrator breaking, and the last line says, "You are loved," you know, and that's him. That was his last line before Infinite Jest, saying that was his mission statement hmm. to say, "Fuck all these irony post-meta modern people that came before me." And irony is not enough. Uh, just you know, acidic tearing down of shit's not enough. I love you. I, hmm. I'm not here to tell you that. You know, I see through all this bullshit, and aren't you cynical like me? I'm, I'm here to say I love right. you. you yeah. Know? Um, and, uh, but is that defining yourself by what you hate stuff? I think we've taken mm-hmm. too big of a oh, bite. Oh, my God. Well, but but, but also, bite. we're like 30 years into it. It's just old, man. Yeah. The Simpsons has been on forever. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm just saying like that. Like, are we – has irony got past The Simpsons? It really hasn't. Yeah. And this is, this is the thing for me. When Old Spice commercials are the most ironic things, we've lost. Irony's, irony's no longer oh cool anymore. God. When the Terry Crews commercials are like the most ironic, cool. When a Mentos commercial comes up and goes like, I know, like you think Mentos is it, but fuck this commercial. Hey, skip this Mentos ad, motherfucker. And it's like, don't, be, you're, you're cool now? Yeah. Fuck off. You yeah. know what I mean? You know what I mean? Like the Geico commercials of like, we're going to skip to the end of this ad. And then they skip to the, I'm like. Oh, it's oh, we got to get away from this now. Yeah, because now they, you know, what I mean, now they, it, the the irony party is so not cool anymore. It's funny because when you said the David, see, real vulnerability is telling people that you love them. You know what I mean? As opposed to being safe and insular and going like, I also think. I know we were both talking about Superman sex, but like uh-huh. Superman sucks. <laughs> yeah, like that sort of thing when you're 14 mm. makes you popular. Miss Johnson sucks. Yeah, it's like, yeah. oh, but she's the teacher. And like some people just never stop doing that. Totally. It's so much more ballsy to actually do something that you'd think Richard Simmons would be doing, which is just going like, I love you. I see you. I love you. I, you're valid. Totally, totally. That's but, scary. Yeah. But those are the But then there's nothing worse people? than like the fake I love you thing. Well, that's I'm, another. I'm saying the, the 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 safe camaraderie of every celebrity, or like what I don't mean to keep getting back on that, but I'm saying a lot of the problem to me is that everyone just loves each other, yeah, in public. You well, know? so there's no. I'm like, wait a minute, you guys. Are, I think it's good that you we're, deserve to brawl. I mean, I'm saying this is like the this is cultural discourse. Like ideas should be colliding at each other, right? Yeah, Why yeah. the fuck are you all friendly? Yeah, 
I think it's funny that, and and it's a sign of a good conversation if we are somewhat contradicting ourselves. We miss Letterman and we miss that acidity. Yeah, yeah. But we also enjoy because it's both and thinking. Well, you know what? That's a that's really good. You got back to that because that was the thing with Letterman. Letterman is all those criticisms, right? If Letterman was now, which is um, uh, the uh, exactly what you said, which is you know. it's overly critical and just kind of empty. You know what I mean? No replacement values, just mm-hmm. kind of destroying the culture without erecting mm-hmm. anything. Mm-hmm. But if I had known that what was going to replace it was just happy, smiley, sycophantic shit, like, no, 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 no. Remember what we were building off of, which is that celebrity is bullshit, which right. is what Letterman gave us, which is like, this is all bullshit. But it, so run with the ball. Yeah. And maybe <laughs> add love to that. Back. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what it feels like, which is like, you know, I don't know. You know what I mean? Which, I don't know. It's the th- thingy, I don't I, I I have no idea. It's a tricky it, thing. It, it's, it's, like, we're not gonna, I'm not going to sit here and solve culture, but, but, you know, it's my job to just sort of, it just, uh, it's more that like celebrities, I mean, comedians are supposed to talk shit, you know what I mean? And I felt like there was one, one place where people really weren't talking shit. You know what I mean? Right. Which I couldn't believe. I'm like, what do you mean? This is this is the actual thing we're involved in. Right, right, like, right. You know? We can, we're we qualified to critic. Yeah, and this is like a huge part, uh, horribly, a huge part of people. You know, lives. I got in touch with that when I was watching the Tony Robbins documentary. Uh, yes, that? that is and a I was fascinating. Like, it's fascinating. fascinating. And I was like, fascinating oh my thing. God, that helped me have a huge amount of love for snarky, negative, tear it down people. Because if I had been there, I would have been at a back table going like, mm. Mm. As much as I, I actually love Tony Robbins. Uh, I think, but those conferences I would bring out that there is something kind of beautiful about fuck this man. Not everybody can be a hugely successful entrepreneur. Like some of these yeah. people, <laughs> totally. Some of these people well, are going I, down. I think when I look at Tony Robbins, I'm going like, that's religion. Good. That's that's yeah. an impressive modern religion. That's like I'm like. This yes. is how religion should be now. I'm saying, like, I don't believe in it. Yeah. But I'm like, this is at least equipped with modern shit. And yeah. this, is, this, is, this is a... I bet that I'm and sure And I think it's really good. That. I think he's really good. I think he has some... I think, I think there's some gender stuff that's a little troublesome with it. Is that right? A lot of it... Well, for me, a lot of it feels like I'm a big six-foot-strong man and toughen up, you little birdcage... Oh, when he makes the guy scream? Oh, no, a lot of, a lot of the stuff, though, is yeah. like... Male by pr- that a lot of the solution feels like be a man. Yep, you know, and, and it's traditional. Maybe Isn't there's it an argument weird there, that but. people that are seeking help tend to lean that way. Like, I want to be a lady, and I want my guy to be a man. There's uh, that part. Of there's well, that part of that well, movie. Get ready for the next thirty fucking years. What do you mean? Oh, I mean, we're, we're <laughs> I, I'm saying the gender conversation is not going anywhere. Yeah, and it is a big, 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 big conversation. Yeah, it is nothing like. I had a great. I wish it was. It is nothing like gay rights. Yeah, I'm saying it's nothing like civil rights. It is a paradigm shift. You know what I mean? And I'm saying, and I'm, I'm just saying when people are anticipating, like, this is a difficult conversation to have. This is a really difficult and 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 complex conversation to have. It's not going like, hey, they're black. They're like you. Just let them. Yeah, yeah. It's not like saying they're gay. Just let them marry. It's going. This this idea is not this idea. You know what you it reminds think, me. That, you know, I mean, it's a very difficult thing. So I think w- it's going to take a long, long time to get resolved. There's only one of the Ten Commandments that involves the inner life. Sorry to make this churchy. <laughs> no, no. But it's thou shalt not covet thy neighbor's wife. Mm-hmm. Coveting isn't something like murdering or Lustful, stealing yeah. or lying. Yeah, it's, it's something that happens privately inside, and uh-huh. that is one of the more difficult 
commandments to enforce or even understand. Yeah. It kind of gets mixed with the other ones. Yeah. Everyone knows what lying is, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. not everyone can identify whether or not Bo is coveting my wife. You yeah, but can I mean? you identify whether he's holding – what's the first one? The God – you know, isn't there one like you should – Yeah, have no other gods before me. Yeah. That's kind of like a – that's an outward one because you'd have idols and shit. Oh, okay, okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, fair, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, 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 but I got you. But so similarly, yeah, gender yeah. and saying I am a woman and I have this body that does not represent who I am <gasps> yes. is something very tricky. Uh, you know, I've caught myself having flare-ups early on in the discussion where I was like, what? You know, yeah, that's I- simple like – but you have a penis. I will fully I'm say. I'm not proud of that, but I was like, but penis. This is going to be bad form, but yeah. something that I wish more people would do. In, have bad form? Yes. Um, I would not like to talk about this because I do not feel qualified in any way, and I don't feel like there's someone here that knows Oh, yeah. Enough. No, you're correct I'm saying about I do that. not want to. No, no, I, no, no, but I'm saying like I actually don't even f- – like I'll bullshit on celebrity and misspeak. I do. I do not want to misspeak on this at any point, or, yeah. or get into anything that I. And it's not. And it's not because I hold views that are inflammatory. I sure. think I hold views that people would be happy depth. with. This is. This is. But this is a depth that I actually don't think is healthy to publicly swim around in. Um, what I would say, the one thing I will say, dancing around things that I know is very, and this is a bigger issue than just this issue. I think it applies to a lot of social issues and a lot of like the left-right dynamic. Right now, which is that I wish, and I know, I can imagine it's very, very difficult to do this, but I really wish conversations could happen more. I think there are a lot of people that just want to actually learn and actually understand. People that don't understand what is happening, um, not out of malice, not out of bigotry or anything, but really just out of confusion, that want to have this explained to them, that, that it... And this goes with a lot of issues um, that I that I wish there was a little bit better communication. I think right now the sides have sort of been chosen, and the idea is both sides bolster themselves up by um, demonizing the other. And I mean that's a pretty obvious point. But what is everyone? The end game is not for them to die out. I, I just really hope the end game isn't for the other half to die eventually, but maybe to explain these things to them you know mm-hmm. that, that i wish there was a little bit more um space just space for questions that's about what i mean things. and this is this is there is no space this, is definitely, this applies you know to feminism to a lot a lot of things that i just wish like I, I hear i completely hear the thing of you guys have been talking for a long time now you need to listen mm-hmm. i can't i hear that but then we need to talk then then we need to ask questions after we've listened mm-hmm. we've listened to a lot of things um and and i need i have questions that i actually want answers to i actually i'm like not even trying to um they're not like veiled points they're actual points that mm-hmm. i can't clarify because i don't have the experience to clarify those mm-hmm. things mm-hmm. you know um it is like visiting another country or something. Yeah. Like an idea can be like another culture. Yeah, totally. And, exactly. And you can't just go and be like, dum, 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 dum. Yeah, but also going Eating like, weird kiwis and stuff. Also going like, what is this? Like going like, what is, where are you from? Or what's this food? Like that being Bad. racist to people yeah. or, or yeah. you know what I mean? It's like, no, 
there's a certain curiosity, not even curiosity, but like a willingness to understand that I think is actually really productive that's getting cut off at the pass, mm. sort of um, unfairly. You know what? I, I, I feel like an underrepresented... But I also understand I don't know their experience. So that sure. certain question, be like, fuck you. I'm not here to explain this to you. I get that. Mm. I get that. So maybe could we have a conversation about having a conversation? Yeah. <laughs> even that, maybe? Is yeah. that okay? You know? Yeah. Um, I don't know. I'm just saying, you know... It would be nice to have more. I think everybody agrees. Whatever the issue is, dialogue in safe spaces. Places that, this podcast for me you know, is a lot of things, but one of them is an experiment. Is it okay to record the times that I'm wrong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. not take those out. Sometimes mm-hmm. people give me shit, especially if it's an old episode, and they're like, mm. you, you said this word or, or you expressed it's this view. And I'm like – yeah, I, I'm showing you everything. Yes, yes, yes. Why, if I was your friend, would you understand? But if I'm percent. a podcast personality percent. or whatever you want to call me, host, then I, I'm held to a different standard. Totally. It's like, here's the whole thing, not just the polished crest smile, of course. crest shirt. Hey, folks, here's, here's my, my pre-prepared yes, statement. Of course. He, even as I was saying just before we started talking, which we, we're not, but the gender thing, I was admitting, I don't want you to pat me on the back, but I'm admitting there was a time that I was in that like, well, if you have a penis, you're a man. Like yeah, that yeah, made yeah, sense yeah, yeah, to yeah. me. And then I do get a flesh where I'm like, I don't feel that way anymore. Yeah, 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 and I yeah, don't no, feel that no, way no, anymore. No. But like when did everything get steamed out? Yeah, yeah. I think it's beautiful. Somebody recently call, called it's me so a important. dick on this podcast, right? And they said that I was being a dick. Did comment or live? It was, it was all a comment. And I don't, re- I don't read comments and stuff, which uh-huh. sucks because sometimes I like to hear people yeah, suggesting yeah. guests and stuff. But I'm just offline. Mm-hmm. But I happened to see one and they said I was being a dick. And you know what's funny is I was like, yeah. I remember that moment, yeah, yeah. and I was being a dick. Yeah, of course. And I'm glad I was a dick, because, and this is one of the reasons, is because I want everybody to see every side, one. Two, if I'm a dick sometimes, it helps me understand and love other people when they're being dicks. Mm-hmm. It really does, because I go, ah, then maybe we're not getting the whole story here, and even though they seem like they're being a dick, they're feeling this, this, and this. That's good. Mm. The human experience is good. Yeah. Your emotions are good. Your bad, yes. wrong choices are can be very good, and you learn that. That's that what you is, learn. From. That is how you learn. That's period. right. And television was supposed and, to be perfect. No, but to, and it presents a really wrong way of how people think and learn. I mean, like we only move forward through failure and getting it wrong. Yeah, I mean, I, Richard like, Rohr says we come to God not by getting it right, but by, by getting it wrong. Yeah, yeah. I would say God just being truth, yeah, enlightenment, yeah, yeah, totally. all that good stuff by getting it wrong. No, motherfucker. I mean, I, like. M- I just have friends that come over and we just like talk for four hours on the porch out loud about like, and if goddamn, if you heard the conversations yes. we had about like Israel and Black Lives Matter, like yeah, I, I sure. have to talk out a wrong idea to get to the, that's right. I have to like friends and, and, and that's why it's very vulnerable and nice of you to do it publicly in a podcast, but like. Don't you? Everyone knows this. I know, commenter. You know this. That the way you learn things is by talking. Yeah, to, and you have to. You that's have to in let, a safe space where it's okay to step in shit and be wrong. And that's what friends literally are. Which is like, I'm that's trusting right. that you will know that. Like, I'm. I need to think this out loud for myself. So I'm going to say this horrible thing I've been thinking and tell me I'm wrong or I'll find out I'm wrong halfway right. through. That's right. Um, and they'll, they'll hose off your shitty shoe with you. Yeah. That's what a friend does. Yeah. They'll give you enough benefit of the doubt to go, he doesn't always smell like dog shit. Yeah. yeah, yeah Let's yeah. fix this together. Yeah, totally. And then you come out the other way, the other side. But the, but the fact that um, 
like the word like a public apology is the worst thing they can have and it's like no it's good <laughs> people should learn from things people should say something incorrect instead of having to double down and like like uh, double speaking politicians mm-hmm. it's always seen yeah, as such course, a, like a weakness course, to yeah, be like ridiculous. you said this and then you said this you could build a 3 hour compilation of things where i'm disagreeing with myself we've done it in this podcast yeah 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 we've done, and that's good it's good to get in those murky kind of half lit places mm. otherwise they fester and mold and grow shit yeah and it gets disgusting it was like you know like not to step in all this, not to get into specifically what it was, but the way like the Metzger stuff panned out, mm-hmm. the way it ended up panning out to me. How was did it end up panning out? Just that one of the victims called him and explained it to him, and he came back pretty shaken, um, you know, pretty horribly one shaken. One of the UCB Yeah, yeah, pretty victims. shaken and, and said publicly, I, I was so wrong, and I did, you know, and I believe her now. And, you know, a lot of people, understandably, women were jumping down and start going, like, oh, now you're fucking upset? Like, now, oh, yeah. now when it, get ex- it gets explained to you, poor you having to deal with the trauma of hearing about her trauma. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Which I totally get. But a- as someone, I'm saying... I understand how that, that that even his apology or 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 guilt could be triggering to someone that 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 you know can sees men be violent and then be so sorry the next day even though that mm-hmm. you know I still think this but trust me this is good for you guys this is really good right. like a guy that sounded like all the guys you hated last week sounding like this now is really really good mm. I, you never hear opinions change in real time publicly mm-hmm. they never happen never genuinely this did not and he did not look like a public apology it looked like someone Kurt shaken mm. Come, like 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 when he recorded his apology or like was apologizing on a podcast it like his voice was quivering it sounded like someone truly affected mm-hmm. I was like this is this is but we wouldn't. This have is messy. That but this is human. Yeah. This is human. Yeah. This is offending you because it's so raw, right? And it might be, and it is like maybe a little offensive, or whatever. But this is like, if 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 stuff were to happen more on the surface, like this did, um, it would be good. Mm. I, I just mean, you know, I I do know you mean. I know that's a sticky thing to the car because nobody wanted all of that ugliness. But ugliness happens. You know what I mean? And to see it play out in a beautiful way, it's like Martin Luther King talking about. Uh, hate can't cast out hate. Only love can do that. And yeah, that sort yeah, of stuff. Yeah, yeah. When you see something gross transform, Mm-mm. that's redemption. And we really like that. Mm. And you almost never see it. Yeah. You're more likely to see like a shock jock style guy be like, no, that's why I swear to God, this is one of the most unrelatable things I'll ever say. Yeah. But sometimes I watch Trump, who, of course, I, I can't stand. Yeah, of course. And I think about him waking up one of those low testosterone mornings and putting on that Howard uniform. <laughs> no. What do you what? Putting on Howard Stern. <laughs> <laughs> no. Or like playing ACDC. Like, but before he starts putting his mask on, having some sort of quiet vulnerability, everybody, every pastor wakes up, an atheist sometimes. Oh, I think Trump's vulnerability is right in the surface. And every, any, any machismo idiot like that wakes up and has, in the small hours of the morning, yeah. a feeling from their soul that goes, what the fuck am I doing? And then uh-huh. you have a quadruple espresso, a line of Coke, you listen to whatever song that gets you in a hateful mood, and then you go and deliver the speech. <laughs> but that guy was still in there. Like that's, There's something very sad about it. Yeah. Because nobody's that way all the time is what I'm saying. Yet I mm-hmm. think our binary culture, with us or against us, black or white, this or that, f- 
creates these wrestler type characters. <laughs> well, what's really funny about this? <laughs> totally. What I don't understand about right now, because like, the, which is by the way one of the reasons I don't like wrestling. Yeah, <laughs> which fake wrestling or real wrestling? Fake wrestling. Okay, I think you know live working class theater to an arena full of people. It's a rare thing. I understand. I'm like, oh my God, it's like a theater show. And it's a bunch of people that would never go to theater. You know, man. This is wonderful. Yeah, it's Mammoth's point. Have you heard that? Oh, no, no, no. Yeah, David Mammoth said the same thing. Oh, that's He's like, professional wrestling is the best... And I don't even think he calls it bad theater. He's like, it's the best. Yeah, no, it's great. Of and I bet if I could just check my ego and get into it, you know yeah. what I mean? Like if I was on Mushrooms or yeah, something, yeah, yeah. I'd be like, this is amazing. Or if they all didn't have the bodies we all want. Ah. <laughs> you know? But um, the weird thing about because like the the – the, the, it, what's really amazing during this whole Trump cycle is watching a new brand of conservatism erect itself that's here to stay. Mm. You know, uh, you know this alt-right movement, which is very interesting and, and has shed all of the things that I thought was going to sink conservatism in my generation um, and shed those things and, and prevailed, which I'm going like, wait, no one in my – no, n- like – no one gives a shit about gay marriage. No, no one gives a shit. Like all the all the social conservative values won't really matter. Mm. And I think like my generation's like just doesn't really give a shit about economics enough, you know. Mm. But the alt right has sort of erected themselves uh, in opposition to. And I think I understand the alt right in a definite in, in a definition that even an alt right person would be okay with, um, you know, which is um, is in opposition to um, a kind of. Uh, what they see is a censorship of language and expression by mm. um, progressive people's attempts to make things more equal. <laughs> and they, they would say, don't, you know, and this is really nice, because you know, a lot of liberal, I, I think liberals, and I, I am liberal, um, really mischaracterize people on the right. Really, really don't understand mm. people on the right and think that, literally mean? think that conservatism is bad and liberals are good. Conservatives are mean. And liberals are nice. And that's just not the truth at all. Mm-hmm. They are two very, very... What do you think people are misunderstanding? What's a positive thing about the conservative party? Well, in theory, right? I mean, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a <laughs> politics professor. Or anything, yeah. I don't know. But at a base level, what it would say is like, you know, the old like Milton Friedman way. Of it. It's like the government is better equipped to keep business in check and make freedom work than the then business is free to just run and fix everything on its own. Mm. I mean, I, you know, that, that small government, big government, I mean, those are, those are real questions. W- what fixes a problem better? The free market and individual, complete individual freedom, or do government solutions and funding need to come into it? And that's, mm. a, that's an interest, that's a very complex, I remember the first hard, time that was explained to me. Tough thing to understand. Somebody, one of my hardcore Recu- Republican friends was just like, I just think there should be less government. I yeah, think, well, you go I like, we can well, they go ourselves. like, well, and you're like, you're, that sounds good. If I you don't want like a, the government. But if you want a package <laughs> ship to you, what are you going to do? U.S. Postal or FedEx? What yeah. are you gonna? What are you gonna do? What if the government was in charge of the airlines? How much of a fucking nightmare that would be? Yeah, but it's not. Business and free market did a much much better job with yeah both of those things with yeah, delivery yeah. and than than the government does. I'm pretty sure United is run. Bingo! <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why United? I love United, but I don't. think... <laughs> I really do. I, I don't think that's the distinction anymore. Um, hmm. but anyway, I, I, I'm circling a point and not even getting to it. My point is, <laughs> with the alt right and the left, you know, 
um, is that I don't understand how they don't just... How can you not relate to each other's anger? Mm. That's what I don't get. You're both furious. Mm-hmm. Don't you understand each other well, this is what the, in, in your fury? This is what the Dalai Lama said. He was like, the first step to world peace is compassionate listening. I, I believe Thich Nhat Hanh said it as well. Whereas, like, you're my enemy and I'm your enemy. And we sit down mm. and we truly empathize with each other. Yeah, And yeah. that's completely backwards. Two boxers about to fight don't go tell me about your family because you're going to feel bad as you're punching his face in. But like truly a better fight would be if we, first of all, not to fight, but also to just be like, I need to understand you mm. and, and have my heart break. If, if like we could talk about the Golan Heights yeah, and, and have Israel and Palestine talk and, and ache for each yeah, other, yeah. <laughs> yeah. that would be unbelievable. Yeah, yeah. Imagine that. But that is like, I mean, that's much more real. I'm saying that, that like, you know, it isn't just ideas in Israel and Palestine that are warring against each other. Right. I do think on the internet between like the left and the right, a lot of it is ideas of each other. And I'm not saying people on the left or, or certain marginalized groups aren't actually physically marginalized in their lives. Mm-hmm. I just think it's like for the right people, for the conservative people, imagine what it would be like. Think I just fall? Is he okay? We thought we saw. Never forget. It was <laughs> um, so, like, um, on the. Imagine what it would be like. Or, or for me, what, what makes me, I think, a liberal. You know what I mean? I'm. I want all the numbers to square, and I want everything to make complete sense, and I want, you know, a, a, th- a big impulse with the alt right or a lot of. Republican, young Republicans for me is like, I want to study and show me the numbers. The numbers don't add up and all that. You know what I mean? And the wage gap is a myth and, and blacks are incarcerated at this rate because they, they commit crimes at this rate, you know, whatever. And it's, and for me, it's like, I, I, no matter how hard I think about something, I leave about 40% of my thoughts to be open to others' experiences and know mm. that I will never, ever know others' experiences. That's so it. that my worldview has to be informed by other people's truths yeah. that, I, that I will never know. Yeah. So if a whole group of people feel a certain way, I believe them. That's you know, so And good. I don't need it to completely add up logically in my mind. Did but you? I get that impulse to do that. But then... And this is the this is the tough thing. This is the opposite of you know. It's like a, almost the opposite of a song I had in my special. Mm. You know, the big fucking joke right now is poor straight white guys. You know, poor white guys. You know, but if you are a twenty two year old, twenty three year old, and I know these kids, white guy right now with a hundred thousand dollars in debt and no job press prospects coming up, and you are told you are privileged, you want to fucking kill somebody. Mm. You are so fucking angry at these people, and I think the struggles that a lot of people are facing, and of course there are struggles. For women and people of color and and people of different genders and sexualities that I am not aware of, but a lot of the struggle that people are facing is generational. Is baby boomer versus these yeah. people, and and they I love baby boomer and, memes. And, and, and they think it's <laughs> and they think it's white guy versus and I'm like I'm saying like my it's generation white guy born needs to between this and this. I'm saying the real fucking thing that's fucking you up is your all your student debt, the job market being fucked by the crashing and 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 they're right. being infantilized 30 year olds that are still working 20 year old jobs right so like the fact that I, i'm just saying 20 to 25 year olds should be one group fighting against the older establishment that fucked their job prospects but instead the older it should be one the group. establishment has thought let's inject identity politics into this and frack 
fragment the group that should be all pissed at us, and they'll be pissed at each other. Yeah. And they'll think the 22-year-old white guy beside them that has no chance of anything is the problem. He, he is not the problem. I am not saying there isn't an institution that rewards yeah, sure. him more than rewards you. Safe but but <laughs> No, but truly, uh, but I, I – It should be I one group. Do, Let's play some I don't maybe. think it's a joke when people get up and go like, "Oh, poor white guys." I, I don't think that's, I don't think that's fair right now. Right. I, I I don't think that's totally fair right now. Yeah, a lot a young people are struggling across the board. And you're not just, a white guy. You don't wander into a hundred thousand dollar job right now. No one's finding jobs. Right, debt, student debt is crushing to everybody. Yeah, and, and can you imagine? That? I'm just saying. Can you imagine being? I'm saying now that I've. I fully imagine what it's like to – I cannot totally understand what it's like to be you, to have these real pressures. Can you also understand – this is going to sound gross, but what – and this is not my experience, of course. I'm fucking rich. Um, but like I'm saying I don't – I've got nothing to complain about. But can you imagine what it's like to be failing, have no prospects, and be told you're privileged? That, to be told that like how awful it feels to go like nothing – Nothing is holding me back, and I suck. Yeah. You, know, you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. To fail, there's an open lane in front of and, me, and I'm and I'm yet. still failing. You yeah. know that that that's tough. Yeah, um, very boo, interesting. Boo, and people would say boo hoo. Yeah, you know, and I go fuck you, boo hoo. Your movement is love. How dare you then turn to the other side and go boo hoo? Yeah, the white guys failing. You know, the kid might be suicidal because probably the kid's fucking depressed because. You know, right. you know what I mean? Like, right. you gotta go all in on this love stuff, you know? <laughs> you know like, a little bit. Uh, you know, you, I love it. Well, know. that is a loving message, is that it should all be one group together. And it is generational. And it, it's like that Eddie Murphy bed where his mom sees the white homeless woman, <laughs> white homeless man, and she goes, no need for that, right? That's the bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And yeah. I understand that's where no, we're no, no, coming no. from, but you're saying a lot of people... It is the baby. I do love baby boomer I'm memes. Where they're like specifically for my generation, I, yeah. and I'm not saying that there isn't a huge disparity of 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 success between you know different groups. Um, uh, I'm just saying the meme of white people problem. You know what I mean? Like for my for the 20 to 25 year old college graduate, you know. Uh, I don't think is totally coherent. Yeah. And um, I don't know. Do I mean, that's find- a pretty shitty thing. To, maybe that's a rough thing to say. I just think there's no job. I'm so worried about, like, the job prospects for my generation getting fucked over by the, the – t- that I'm saying that, that it should be united. That, that That's your enemy. You're not each other's enemy. Right. You are – each other aren't holding you back. Right. You, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's it, it's the white older white men. <laughs> it's not that, that's my point. I'm saying like you definitely. Fight, it is white privileged fight, men, but, but not, not these. Yeah, white exactly, men. exactly, 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 exactly. And like something that's going to keep that group from uniting and really maybe hopefully enforcing change is is infighting. You're yeah, saying I just think they're thrilled. I think they're probably thrilled. I think like the older white guys are thrilled that you know. Um, yeah, the half of the people they fucked, which was like uh, y- young, their sons aren't aren't able to. You know, th- th- people think that they're. I don't know. Yeah, uh, something like that. I have so many things. I just kind of want to put quarters in your jukebox. Oh, there was a great thing on NPR where they had. Did you hear this? It was uh, this, they did surveys. Right, women would uh, men and women would go door to door to take surveys, mm-hmm. and they found this really interesting thing where basically it was just proving what we've kind of always known, which is if. 
if you know someone that's going through it, you are so much more likely to empathize yeah, yeah, yeah. with their of course, side. Of course, of course. So they would have people go and talk to them about abortion uh-huh, and then uh-huh. say one being for it and ten being strongly against it. Where are you? And they'd be like, I'm ten. I'm strongly against it. Yeah. And then the woman going door to door would share an anecdote of her getting pregnant when she was 16 and deciding to have the abortion, whatever it was. Mm. Uh, not ready for it. Could have been medical complications. Just told her story. Yeah. And by the end, they would say, I'm a one. Just meeting yeah, one yeah. person. Yeah, yeah. And that is, I think that's staggering. Yeah. My, my ex-mother-in-law used to be really anti-gay marriage. And I was like, you don't know any gay people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You haven't met a gay person. Yeah. You, when I say gay person, you picture Alan Cumming in like <laughs> like uh, kabuki makeup. You know what I mean? Like in a kimono. Yeah. Like that's not my friend Dave. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like it's really, really troubling. That made me yeah. think of that. I also wanted to put this at you. When I was the E-Trade baby, I remember this very spe- – I know, such a weird thing. Such a specific feeling of if people started making fun of E-Trade, my asshole would get a little tight. And I knew mm. that if I made a certain joke, I would lose a job. Yeah. So I was this type yeah. of creative person. Mm. I-, I was wondering if you could talk a little bit about the fences that we've put up around ourselves. Because here you are and you're saying, how iconoclastic that you're – Making fun of James Corden or, or Fallon, and you, what are the what are the fences that you think we're putting up around ourselves? Is money clearly? Oh well, fences. I mean, again, like we're speaking from. It's so, you know what's tough. What I hate, but I guess it's good. But it's like this pit in my stomach that I'm worried. Like now, just in 2016, worried about everything I say here because I worried it could get spun out. Mm. Uh, but I'm also comfortable in the fact that I'm uh, not famous enough where people would care enough to yeah. be. Yeah. Like, um, but. Well, the truth is, the fences are erected for everybody in every other job uh, yeah. structurally. I mean, everyone That's else can't always- do shit at their job. So I'm saying, like, it's more just like our job is by definition the fenceless one. So do it fencelessly. You know what I mean? I'm just saying, you know what I mean? Like, we, we just owe it to the You know what I mean? Our job is literally to say what we want. So yeah. say what we want. You know, yeah. every other job is literally your job you- is to not say what you want. Yeah. Like, what fences are there if you're working at Dunkin' Donuts? Every fucking thing. You can't say anything you're truly feeling. How are you today? Thank you for coming. No, you don't. Like, I'm saying, like, you know, that sucks. And I feel for you, dude. I'm saying every, you know what I mean? Like, If you're an asshole to people that, like, if you're an asshole to fucking people that work in, you know, retail, customer service, any of that shit, you're like, I'm like, thank you for this performance, and I didn't need it. I'm so, so, you know what I mean? Yeah. That's what I feel like in my show, which was just like, performing sucks. Performing sucks. Yeah. And it's not just performing, like... Performing in life is awful, and freedom and love is the act of dropping your performance. What mm. true love is in a relationship is sitting there and going, oh, my God, I finally don't have to perform with this person. Uh, I can actually finally drop their performance. Yes. Um, and how did you do that in your show? I noticed that you I don't. The show is is is... is you do a number of things in it. I don't know what the show is. You call the audience you people more than you call them anything. Yeah. Well, the, uh, the whole idea... <laughs> That's funny. The whole idea of the show, you know, the show, you know... The one thing I want to do is try to make a stand-up special that was alive... Um, stupid word, but alive yeah, cinematically. Sure. You know, like, actually, where the camera movement and the angles and the texture of the light and the shadows meant something to the mm-hmm. to the thing that you know that the way the audience was lit meant something the way mm-hmm. that it was shot meant something and for me 
what I liked about it was, you know, this is a very lonely experience for me up there. That's what it feels like. It feels like lonely and anxious. And it feels like a, a silly version of what I feel like a lot of people go through, which is everyone is looking at me. Every, what anxiety is normally described as, which is everyone's looking at me. Everyone cares about me. Mm. And when I would look up solutions to anxiety, the solutions would be, everyone's not looking at you. You're fine. And I'd go, oh, fuck. Yeah. They, they are looking at me. Yeah. They did pay $30. And they, I have to deliver this. Yeah. Um, One uh, of the, can I just interject? Yeah, One yeah. of the worst feelings I ever had, I said it to my ex-wife, actually. She was trying to make me feel better about a show. I booked this weekend with Jim Gaffigan. A huge deal for me. Yeah. Cleveland Improv. And she was like, it'll be fine. You worry, it'll be fine. And I go, you don't understand. It's going to be me up there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally. <laughs> Which was like one of the most honest articulations of anxiety and fear I've ever had in my life. And I don't think it's unique to us. Yeah. And that's what I, that's what I put all my chips down on, which this is not unique to us. Yeah. I'm, this isn't some special experience. This isn't like, you know, can you believe what it's like to be me? Yeah. Even though I, I, am, I love Kanye, but it's not the Kanye model of just um, you can't imagine what it's like to be this. Even though that's the idea of the ending song of going like you don't know this you can't you you can't imagine the half of this mm-hmm. that's just a description of anxiety to me mm-hmm. which it's not so you can't imagine performing you can't imagine what this feels like even if you go through it you don't know just like I can't imagine what you go through mm-hmm. um, but anyway visually the idea was what I liked which was um, um this is going to be viewed by one person on this computer on their computer that's how I'm picturing this being viewed. So what it's going to be is it's going to be one person on a computer. If my hands are very small right now. Mm-hmm. Watching 2,000 people watch one person. My, my arms went big and then small again. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, that's the, so my thought was so many Santa specials, they want you to relate to the audience. They cut to the audience. And the audience is laughing just like you are at home. And they're well lit so that you can see their face. <laughs> and for me, it was I wanted you to feel the way I felt about the audience, which is there are this black mass of people that are staring at me and I don't like it and it's creepy mm-hmm. and audience shots feel creepy and strange mm-hmm. and they're, and that you relate to me. And so when I'm saying you people, I don't, I'm not really talking to you at home. I am talking to them and I'm going, you know, and it's like at the very end when they go away and it's just, me and the person at home, hmm. which is how my weird little career started, which was just me and a camera talking to one person at home. And then it ballooned into something that, uh, you know, I didn't totally, maybe, I don't know. I don't know. That's a whole other thing, you know? What, that you didn't anticipate what it would be? Oh, I did. I didn't know how it would feel. I mean, I grew up you mean fame? In, within it. Not even fame. The visceral, Yeah. I've been but not fame, but the visceral thing in that room is very, very strange. And um, mm. you mean when the audience is there, it's strange. Yeah, yeah, and being yeah, and delivering your work through your face is really, really strange to me. You know, mm-hmm. and I'm looking forward to hopefully trying a life of not doing that. Can I tell you one of the weirdest thoughts of I've ever had? Yeah, yeah I, I hope you like this because <laughs> it's going to be vulnerable if you don't relate at all. <laughs> I caught myself having this weird feeling when I was shooting the HBO show Mm -hmm. where what I did for my job all day was be me, Mm. relate, listen, Mm. emote, Mm. speak, gesture. 
Okay? So then when I would go out yeah, at night. Yeah, 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 yeah. And of it was course. the same thing. Yeah, but everybody feels that. A lot of people feel that. They don't Tell need me an HBO mean. show to feel Tell that. Tell me way. what you mean. I, I agree. Social media does that. It, it really, really blurs the line between what is the difference between me expressing to people and me performing a version of myself to people? It's yes. very, very, very strange. Performance. Your own, your own being becomes commodified That's, personally. That was the personally. weird feeling. And mm-hmm. when I'm editing, yeah. and believe me, I'm grateful for all of this, as, as you keep mm. saying, I am on board. I've never yeah. been so oh, happy making something. Oh, no, something. no, no, no. Oh, 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 you're allowed to feel this. But at the this same, is not ungratefulness. This is, at the end is, of the day, you're like, holy shit, I'm looking at a lot of me and and then I go out and I'm still me and I'm doing the same thing. You know what it's a little bit of? It's the, the the first grain of it. And this is something this is something specific to like uh, something of our job, which is a really weird feeling. The first pit of it in your stomach for me was when like Bo Burnham became something else. When the mm. when when someone saying my first and last name mm. means something different to me now. Mm. If someone were to turn to me, if I were to ever hear Bo Burnham, it means something complete. It means they're addressing me as that thing I am mm. rather than my name. Mm-hmm. Bo means something different, or you know, See, nicknames or whatever. But be... but I'm saying, doesn't that did, at a certain point, Pete Holmes meant something else? Yeah, that's right. right. It just did. It does. It, it means turned into else. another thing, and that's. Which is funny because we both worked really hard to get to a place where that meant something. But when you start feeling like your essence is what you're selling or what you're presenting, it's, it's, a, it's a strange feeling. Yeah, and it's a goddamn nightmare. And then you have to be <laughs> – yeah, I mean, that's a, yeah, I, I'm saying if I had answers to this, my sh- I wouldn't have that show. I mean, the show the, – the whole show isn't meant to answer it. It's just meant to – it's this exact feeling, which is like, this is really weird and disassociative, and I'm supposed to be, like, honest and vulnerable with you. So this whole show is going to be, like, the idea of the show is, like, I'm going to try to... I, I'm. It's like the show is trying to get to the point where I can be honest. Like, before I can be honest with you, I have to kind of be honest about how weird this is and then mm-hmm. we can finally get to the honest part mm-hmm. but the show never gets to the honest part you mm-hmm. know and 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 the struggle to get there is the honest part mm. the struggle to the struggle to fail to be honest is honest to me mm-hmm. much more than you know what reminds me my about, father did this my mother so did this your father you know, i was just going to say my it's like a father trying to uh, balance raising a child and being a parental figure and also being your authentic self. Yeah, well, that's interesting. That's, that is really interesting. <laughs> but yeah. everything's a performance. I, I was recently... I try to subordinate myself to the audience a little more than that. Yes. I don't try to treat them... You know what I mean? I try to go like I'm going to most... I'm trying to... I'm going to try to, in an entertaining way, present the very... The very like horizon of my knowledge. Like I'm going to go as far as I can with expressing all that I can possibly think and it's up to you to react to it rather than like I'm going to cultivate this right, right, right. thing for you my precious audience and right. you deserve this and <laughs> and you know what you could use you could use some of this and, yeah. I, and I, it's not that it's more like you know what I actually think watching you I, I want to let you in on my questions that yeah. I have that are unresolved because I, I do think you're you get it I yeah. do think you can get it and I and I and I 
I think you're as smart as me. Yeah, or, you know, or smarter. You oh, know, I, I do. When, I do think that. When I, I said I the father thing, I didn't. That's certainly okay, okay. not what I do uh, with okay. my audience at all. <laughs> no, no, but I mean, maybe that's how uh, someone could think. That but I'm, I'm interested like in like even when I'm with friends. Again, I was hanging out with Rob Bell, and we were having coffee or whatever, and I was like, I was sitting exactly how I'm sitting with you, with my legs crossed, and I'm kind of leaned back, and I was like. I'm always performing. Yeah. I don't sit like this when I'm home alone. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I wear sweatpants and I'm like splayed, spread totally. eagle on the couch. And that's just like one example of but, all of the yes. facades that we're wearing. Totally. Yeah. And that isn't a new thing, obviously. I'm sure. saying I'm not saying that this is like this brand new thing where we're different in front of other people. Yeah. Do you think like in the 1400s, like, like – <laughs> the Duke's soul was like, madam, how are you? Like, I'm saying he's being a piece of shit. He's pretending to be something. Good evening. He's like, good evening. And he goes home and he's like, oh, I was so embarrassing over that. You know? Like, oh, I knocked the spittoon over, you know. But What am I doing with my life? <laughs> oh, I love that. That is how he talks, yeah. though. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah, yeah, I'm so unrefined. Um, but. Yes. But. This it's, is one of the first thoughts you have as a child. No, no, no. But, you go, oh, grown-ups are, are pretending. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're it's, acting like they're interested in this anecdote, and I can tell they're not. And that's why kids are always running around. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, okay, totally. But there's a new thing where it starts younger, it get it it follows you everywhere. You're now perform even when you're alone. You can perform. Mm-hmm. You have this little thing that you can perform everything. On. You can perform your thoughts, your written thoughts. Mm-hmm. And no one, and the, I guess if I am a fatherly person, like the uh, the uh, if I can contradict what I just said, the fatherly stuff I feel like I do have because I do have young fans, you know, and I had young fans. At a certain point, I was thinking like, oh, I wish I didn't have fourteen year olds. I, th- I wish my fans were these cool thirty year old. Mm-hmm. At a certain point, I was like, I am so lucky to have this. You know, it's a privilege to have these young people are looking to me to un- maybe understand something. You know, and I think it's important for. We, <laughs> the cultural whoever's, that I'm not invested in the technology financially, like all the people expressing the technology are. So I should help interpret it publicly. I should help spurn the other side of the conversation. Mm. For example, the iPhone 7 comes out last week. Mm-hmm. It's got a telephoto lens. It's got another lens. It you, it has two cameras now, right? <laughs> the first camera was a uh, normal iPhone camera is twenty two millimeter, a sort of wide lens, and what a wide lens does to you is it exaggerates your facial features a little bit. Mm. If you look at uh, your front facing camera on your iPhone, um, you look a little weird. You always notice you don't look great. You look a little <laughs> like you know your your nose is sticking out a little bit. You know your ears are tucked back. Um, and there's a new lens now. They have a telephoto lens, which is a longer lens, like 50 millimeter, that 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 takes it closer to what uh, studio photographer. It compresses depth and makes you flatter and makes your face more beautiful. attractive. Yeah, a little bit more. Be- I'm saying if I shoot you right now in an 80 millimeter lens or a 13 millimeter lens, you'll look at the 13 and go, oh, and you'll look at the 80 and you'll go like, oh, look at me. I look like uh, everything looks great. My oh, face is. Um, that's going to fuck up kids. No one's talking about the fact that like the new, the iPhone having two cameras, it's going to be a weirder thing. Kids can now present themselves in a different way. You, know? you mean a more attractive, than an flattened I- out. Yeah. Than I thought an- the same thing about Snapchat's beautiful of filter. Of course, of course. One of, of them course. is a beautiful filter no, and it just course. turns you into a 
good looking, smoothed out. Like I have these moles on my face, gone. Mm. My hair is like smoother or whatever the fuck is happening. So it's all fucking, you know, there's just, that is no one's no, like fucking Tim Cook's not going to get up and go like, now kids, make sure you preserve your own sense of being, you know, um, <laughs> but like, and the only people that are going to do it are like dusty old Wendy Williams in a show like these kids, the kids are doing all this, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> that like these huge shifts are affecting our little brains and we don't know. I'm just curious. Yeah. I really think about the kids, you know? Yeah. Uh, just like what this is actually going to do to, to, but anyway, so my point is, um, this stuff is, I don't think adults understand the internet at all, at fucking all. They literally think like the internet is hashtags and memes. Yeah. What are these kids doing with their hashtags and memes? Not knowing that like under their nose, the brain chemistry of their children is changing in real time. Mm-hmm. Like the way the children view their own image and soul and relate to their own sense of self is changing. Mm. And that's, I guess, what my special is in a little bit of a way, which is going like, I, I actually think over the process of doing a few specials and finding out that things that I thought were really meta were relatable to people. The sort of special is banking on the fact that I believe that my weird disassociative experience of experiencing fame and performance is very, very, very similar to what young people experience with the mm-hmm. internet and with mm-hmm. social media. And when I landed on that, I felt like that's it. That's what I've been looking for this whole time you're and just now an I exaggerated can, and now I can quit version of it. Ah! <laughs> no but really that like I felt like that's that that is that it's the same thing and that's why I'm saying like when we even though we're up here this whole time as we bullshit about fame and celebrity and stuff I wish this wasn't true but I really really do believe that that it, it is so much more relevant than it should be hmm. that like at, w- at some point, there were famous people and normal people, and then the floor fell out. And now it is a continuum that starts with one like and ends with Kim Kardashian. And there is a ladder that everybody is on. And if you were in high school, there's like a – the more popular kids are like maybe the famous ones that had like a tweet get retweeted 2,000 times or an Instagram. Mm-hmm. Like fame is here. The fame monster came down and like mm. is haunting all of us. Mm. And, it's, and it's now how we measure against – you know, it used to be like Mount Olympus. There were famous people and then all of us. <laughs> and it was like maybe Zeus would come down <laughs> and fuck a woman once and make another famous person. Yeah. You know what I mean? But it is it's like the mountain crumbled and they're fucking amongst right. us and when they were all within reach and it's the way we re- and and I want to be wrong. You yeah. know, I, I don't want to be right about this. But I, I, I you know, cuz the world would be a better place if it wasn't. I I I've joked on stage that I'm a look at me. I call myself a look at me, and I call Valerie, and I see you. The truth is, we both have some of each quality. I love loving Valerie, appreciating something that she created. So yeah, yeah. I'm not some monster that's like, who cares? You wrote a song. You know what I mean? Like I, I'm, I'm not an idiot. In fact, one of the reasons I do stand up is to satiate the part of me yeah, yeah, yeah. that is like, watch me dive, watch me dive, watch yeah, me dive. Yeah. For better or worse, I have that. I have some look at me tendencies. To what you're saying, I think everybody now is kind of growing up having their look-at-me tendencies encouraged. And we're losing ICs. People will pretend to see somebody and mm-hmm. like and comment on a photo, but it's really just so you'll take a shift and see me. Nobody's really loving or appreciating anybody. I, I'm seeing an increase in the 
look yeah. at me and a decrease in the I see you. Yeah, I don't think the impulse totally, though, is look at me. I think the impulse is, oh, my God, what is this fucking world? I'm dead if I'm not here. Mm. I better be there. What, everyone else is doing this. I'm not. Every, I'm... Hmm. I don't think it's that selfish. You know, there's like a real, I don't think the me generation, I think the labeling of a generation as the me generation doesn't understand what the impulse is, which is the impulse is like running from oblivion, running from <laughs> invisibility, running from death. Yeah, you but know, he- like, like I saw, like, I'm going to maybe do this you know, try to do this little movie in the next year about a girl, like to talk about these things a little bit. But, um, you know, the impetus for this movie I was making, uh, might make is, uh, you know, I was in a mall and I saw this 13 year old girl sitting on a fountain on her phone and she was taking pictures of herself and she had her head down and looked really shy. And every moment, every five minutes, like a minute, she would snap up, smile, take a picture of herself, like snap up and it's affected smile, take a picture of herself and then go right back to editing it and scrolling down. And I looked at her and I said like, you know, everyone in the world is looking at her Instagram profile, which is full of these narcissistic, ridiculous selfies and saying this girl is a, what a, what the, what a selfish little bitch this girl is. What, get out of your, get your head out of your own ass. No one gives a shit about where you are. And I'm looking at this girl and I'm saying there's a scared little girl who is self-conscious and worried and then for five seconds of every minute snaps into this really, really fake, unaffected, affected thing and puts that into the world as if being held by hostage, you know? And it looks like what every kid is, is I think every kid is looking at each other like, I, I'm phony. I have to lie. Everyone else is doing this and I'm having to, I think people. When you pre- think everybody really is, everyone's being phony. No, everyone might. I'm the only one, or uh, for young people maybe. But I'm saying it, it's. She she's not going. Look at me. She's she. I, I, that girl wasn't saying. Look at me. That girl was going like. How how can I, fit in this world? Mm. How can I? I don't know. It's sad. It's sadder than I think. I think it's, it's sadder than look at me. Yeah. Look at me is like, <laughs> is, is a bunch of people with their chests out confident. The me generation sounds like a bunch of, you know, I, I think it's sadder than that. Or I hope it's sadder than that. I hope it's sadder than that. I love that. Yeah. When you, before you told that story, so mm-hmm. Valerie and I, like I said, we got away last weekend and we were sitting by a pool. And these two young women came. Mm. I hate that I'm so curmudgeonly, but Val looks at me and she goes, well, there goes your day. Because she knows I'm incapable of not observing. I don't even like this part of myself. And quietly judging everything that these old, rich, leathery women are saying to each other. And then these two 20-somethings. Is it women particularly? I'm actually asking. You mean, do I do this more with women? Yeah. No. I'm an equal opportunity offender. Yeah. but I'm sitting next to these two young women, and I just haven't seen women like this. They must have been, I don't know, 24, 5, or something. Hmm. They all have like kind of like amazing tattoos. You know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah. like they got the memo, like we, we have better tattoos now. So they have like their, their hips and their rib cages are yeah. kind of elegantly tattooed, well done. Yeah. And they're both kind of beautiful. Not mm. really – I don't say this because I know Valerie will hear this – I. They're, they weren't my cup of tea, but I could tell that they were attractive. You yeah. know? And they were sitting there. They were, they were your gallon of tea. They were, ah, they were my life, your yeah. supply of tea. I haven't stopped jerking <laughs> off to them since I saw those. I can't stop thinking about their elegant tattoos. No, but 
they would be dead-faced. And I really do want to put this to you because I think what's happening right now is a paradigm shift in my own mind. So uh-huh. I'm excited about that because I, I thought I had it pegged as look at me. But they'd be dead-faced, mm. serious, yeah, almost sad-looking. Mm-hmm. And then selfie, perfect face, smile with the beach yeah. behind yeah, them. Yeah. Then they started taking pictures of each other. It was, and that was the yeah, only time very, they very looked strange. happy. And the rest of the time, they looked very bored. There was no motherfucking being at. It was a beach pool. It was a pool know, by a I beach. Know, know. Gorgeous. We've won. Put your for me. I'm Andy Rooney. I'm like, put your phone away. Don't even read a book. Just stare at the motherfucking ocean. But these women, it was all. And maybe I should feel bad. And that's actually what you're helping me do is empathize. Instead of enjoying it or actually having fun, it was more important to be perceived as having fun by the online community. So you went almost like Pokemon Go. Mm. You go there to get the thing. You don't go you don't go for a walk by the harbor to see the harbor. You go to the harbor to catch a Pokemon or to take a selfie. Yeah. It's all kind of to do something on record. There's no space, there's no emptiness, there's no uh kind of beautiful quiet anymore. Yeah, yeah. I I yeah. The it, amount of hate I had for those women, I'm not proud of it. I was just like I don't like what you're doing. Yeah, but that's only because – yeah, but you have to be wary Probably of – felt familiar. Yeah, you have to be wary of, um, you know, we are lucky to have something in our mind where, you know, the things that we feel rewarded for – being seen as is not that there's no universe in which the world wants to see you at a pool smiling mm. you know what i mean and i don't mean that i'm oh, saying like you know like you say the hot girls are playing the hot girl game no not the hot it's bigger than that i don't know man I, there is the of course the thing that you live your life you know again it's really hard to get at any of these stuff without sounding like trite and fucking stupid um Immediate reminiscing is very strange to plan a party just so you can even to plan a party to look forward to the week after the party when you look back at the party. You know, that's the present shock type of stuff that's really, really strange. We're past and present and future really collapse on ourselves. And we are both like mourning and looking forward to things <laughs> constantly. You know, I don't know, man. I, uh, I don't know. What I will say is the. De- what the death of it is, is to, like, get aware of it and then dance in it. That's what I don't like. I don't like. The way to fix it isn't to ironically take a picture at the pool and go, like, at this pool looking like a shit. Like, or, like, or, like, a poor, uh, like... Verizon gave me $2 million. No, no, no but there's... <laughs> no, totally. Yeah. But, there's, but, but do you realize that there's, like, a whole... And this goes for men and women, but for the women example of that. There's, like, a whole... Like, every... Whatever, I don't have to get into this, but a lot of Los Angeles, <laughs> whatever. How many how many women are posting a f- the same exact photo with a funny caption, and then that saves them? Yeah, fuck off. You know what I mean? <laughs> it's like how many? I, if I see another model eating a burger on Instagram, I'm gonna blow my fucking uh, brains out. You know? I'm challenged. Though, you have be- to advocate for the. F- and you know, I don't care about saving them. I don't. I don't care about. I care about. I care about the fucking people that can't function because of this. I think there's a whole group of people that can't, that aren't like feeling yucky at the end of it. You know what I mean? Like I am. I'm feeling yucky while succeeding in it. Those girls probably are succeeding and feeling a little yucky. 
I'm talking about the people that can't even engage with the world because this is too much. Mm. And I think there's a lot, a lot of them that are going, I, the, I, I can't do this. I, I can't be seen like this. Mm. And, and now the world is like, you have to either be completely seen or you are fucking dead. Mm. If you're in seventh grade, you need to be everywhere or you are fucking nowhere. And mm. that, is, that was never the case. You never felt lonely at home. You were just at home and there was no one there, of course. <laughs> But now you go home and you're no one's – if you're not – you know, yeah. you can feel lonely all the time, mm. you know? I started sh- sitting down to pee and I said, this is, this is a problem. Why? Because so you wanted to look at your phone? Uh-huh. Is yes. that right? Yeah. Yeah. So this is – I like a good sit pee. This is a problem. No, well, of course. And then I was also like, who are these pervs that need to like watch the piss come out of their dick? <laughs> I, think, I think I was like a weirdo this whole time. Um, I like to hear the depth. I'm I just into the depths. I feel like I'm, <laughs> I'm, I want to encourage the conversation so that it can be had a lot better than the way I'm having it. <laughs> ah, <laughs> I mean, that's, that's that's the truth because I don't think I'm. I don't know a lot. That's like, I'm like talk, that should be the tagline for this podcast. Yeah, no, really, no, no, truly, truly, is that like can other people start, start talking start about with this? this. <laughs> so or or like say this better than I can because yeah. I know, you know, there's just certain. There's a certain way of, you know. See, I want oh, you to I want you to I, I hate him so much, man. Hate who? I don't know. I don't I want to get into that, but you know. Wait, you have someone in mind that you hate? <laughs> no, I just think there's like a, you know, the cult there's a culture war happening that shouldn't be happening and a culture war not happening that should be happening. Mm. Yeah, you know I mean, that's how I feel. And you know what's weird? Dun- Duncan Trussell and I talk about this it's all against the time. rich people and beautiful people. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's not against like it shouldn't be against black, white, liberal. It should be against like the fucking elite people. I should get torn down. I should have to apologize at every corner for the fucking life I live. You know, that's the thing. It's like the people, man. You know, the people. But Duncan and I always talk about Jack Kerouac <laughs> and those guys starting a revolution with like hand xeroxed newspapers and stuff. Mm. And we have the internet, and we have podcasts, and we have Twitter, and all these things to get the word out. Where's the revolution? Oh, my God. But it's the opposite, dude. It's the fucking... I know. That's amazing. It's, to, to watch the market and, and the corporations and the people sell out in real time so quickly. The internet was so great because it like 40 years of a business cycle happened in six. Mm. You know what I mean? You got, you really... Everything was so, so accelerated. Um you know, like I was on Vine for eight months, and then I wa- literally best, watched it get ruined. Best eight months oh, oh. of my life. <laughs> but the, I watched it get ruined one. in real time, and I was like, "Oh wow, isn't that like funny? I've literally backed away from two things because they sucked." Yeah, I'm saying like I, you know, I went to YouTube. I was like, "This is awful. what happened to Vine." It was oh, so. Well, it, yeah. it, for you know what it felt like for ten minutes, somebody left a bunch of safety scissors and construction paper on a big exactly. table. You know that feeling. You know what they did? It, the real thing that people would talk about is like, you could then upload a video and you didn't have to cut it in real time. It wasn't do it uh, yourself. And then, that's then it. and then people are doing commercials. And it's just, yeah, I know. I, this is the thing that I will say, and I've been. I think I've been saying the same thing over and over again. So it's very funny that I'll bring this up as another point. <laughs> <laughs> but at some point, sellouts did a really cool thing in like the mid 90s or not even the mid 90s maybe the mid 2000s where calling someone a sellout is hack mm. you know like it's hack to say sellout if you say sellout you're like a loser right fuck that right you're sellouts yeah. stop selling out and when i mean selling out i mean stop doing the worst shit ever do anything short of the worst shit ever that's all that's all <laughs> if you're a struggling actor struggling and you need to do a commercial that fuck of course 
do whatever you want. I'm saying if you're the richest, don't do the worst shit ever. I if you, I'm saying if you're the richest person in the world, meaning like if you're making $10 million a year, don't do a commercial for an awful thing. Is that, isn't right. that like – and I'm saying – and people might think I'm talking about someone personally. I'm actually talking about like 100 – Horrifically, I'm talking about like a hundred people. <laughs> like, how is that not just in this living nightmare? You're talking about a hundred. But but how is how is I just how is that you know? And, and it's how is it so lame to say that? It's like oh, don't be. So, it's like a oh, fuck it, man. It's all bullshit. Who cares? You're right. Oh, fuck off, man. Come on. The people like uh, I I do feel myself oh, in this. Shit. Like when I did do E Trade or whatever. I actually think E Trade was a great campaign. I was. Yeah, and you're not, you weren't a, you're not a I fucking the, multi multi like well, that, you, you need that was a, that was you're a, building a career. That is that, that is, was my work. I, I'm, I literally mean that specifically. If you are if you could live 15 lifetimes right. comfortably. <laughs> don't don't hawk shit. But for I remember watching the shift of turning sellout into an ugly thing. It's like, come on, you would do it and we all just kind of like stopped. Mm-hmm. Punk rocking each other. Yeah, like yeah. there's no punk rock anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's got to be some version of there's, something. Yeah, but it's not punk rock. It's like it's not. It's just like. Can we at least strive for dignity? That's <laughs> all. Just like, just like strive for a little strive bit of dignity. dignity. You know what I mean? Like and fail and yeah. be hypocrites. I'm saying like I, like. I'm such a hypocrite. All I am is a hypocrite. But, like, we need to, you know... Johnny Carson had a great... Be free to be a hypocrite. ...joke where he said, you guys have a sign facing you that says applause. I have one <laughs> facing me that says feign humility. <laughs> it would be great, great if it also said strive for dignity. That's <laughs> 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 nice, man. Everyone's doing good. What's that? Everyone's doing great. Every, everything is great. I'm just saying, uh, you know... That's fun to talk. This is my version of... Um, Airplane humor. <laughs> I'm saying this is just this might just be the neat, the little niche that I've chosen to um, this talk, might be talk a- shit about, you know, because it's just it's just what I think about. This is just sort of what I think about. It's not, um, you know. Can I ask you? This might be opening a can. I do think. Sorry, oh, really, really quick. I do think a lot of people my age will think about this stuff, though. They won't be like dicks like me that want to talk about it ad nauseum. Mm. But like Kate Berlant is someone that expresses. Things I'm talking about, I think, in a really interesting way. And I mean, she, she plays with image and performance, and mm-hmm. you knowing what she knows she's doing to you to make her feel you feel a certain way about her. You know, it's mm-hmm. like you're watching someone navigate this hall of mirror. It's all about deception and all about. Um, but anyway, sorry. I do think this. My generation will be preoccupied with this because Good. of the way we've consumed information, I which is very so. self consciously. And I mean yeah. that literally, self-consciously, you know, conscious of ourselves. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Not, not like, ooh. <laughs> uh, you know, whatever. I, you know, I was listening to Alan Watts, who I love. He's great, and he's a philosopher guy. And he was talking about the Zen movement in Japan happened mm. right after their society had kind of, like, peaked in yeah, this yeah, really yeah. exciting way. And I wonder if we're going to have I, something I, I, like that. I, I do. Like, I, we went from... I don't think we're going... I don't think we're speeding to the singularity. I think there's going to be a generation that goes like, fuck this a little bit. Yeah? Yeah, I, I well, agree. I, I ache for it myself yeah, all the yeah. time, is getting away from all of it. I think it's interesting, I, you know, doing the show and everything, I just kind of stopped tweeting. It wasn't... It was that I had another bowl to put yeah, my ideas yeah, you in. Yeah, felt so good. It was like, right? I don't need to do the tweeting and the facing and the, and the, and the zip and the dip dip. Yeah. But I do think it's interesting that at the peak of culture in Japan, then they were like, 
No, a poem now is Acorn Falls from a Tree, Sound of the Water. That's a poem now, and everyone just goes, mm. uh. William Carlos Williams. Is that who wrote that? No, 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 no. That, like, he, was, he did tiny little poems, poems like, like that that are beautiful. Because yeah. he's saying that everything is, is beautiful and everything is impermanent. There was a great Buddhist master that was asked to summarize all of Buddhism, and he said impermanence. And that's one of the things that upsets me when I see the photos, is I go, guys, let's stop taking photos. It's all on fire. It's one of the... As mm. I just said, it's mm. one of the huge tenets of Buddhism. Mm. It's all gone. Mm. And there's, there's, oh, we could trip out and feel bad about that. I'm gone. You're gone. Everyone who ever remembered me is gone. The planet's gone. It's all burning up. And there's the beautiful freedom that comes in that. There's the beautiful enlightenment that comes in that. Yeah. And when I see photos being taken constantly going, Ramdas has this great line where he goes, I, t- I take a photo so later – when I run out of now, I can look at these old photos. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. You never run out of now. You're always in this very vibrant, very alive, very, when you allow it to be, very sensory and exciting moment. But we're, we're, we're having the party just to talk about the party. Yeah, yeah. And totally. that's what's killing me. When we can really go, Jesus Christ, we're on our space rock and we're fucking – your special opens with we're all dying. Mm. introduce the idea of permanence then everything's actually funny mm, it's, mm, yeah, if you yeah, zoom yeah, out yeah. far enough everything is funny it's not let's all get sad and, and, and realize there's no point to anything let's realize there's nothing to do and get on with it yeah that's yeah what I, says. that's great and, and you know I like talking with you because I think we're different people in a lot of ways <laughs> no no but I and I, it, very similar you know but I think you know, you, you have a lot of stuff, and I do not mean this condescendingly, that I do truly envy um, mm. in terms of um, a contentedness. And I really mean that. I mean, like, I hate uh, ignorance is bliss. I hate that. I've been through enough anxiety and nervousness in my life to know that happiness is a powerful thing to have. Mm. And it's not an ignorant thing to have. And don't you dare pat yourself on your on the back for your anxiety yeah, uh-huh. and your and your feelings of despair or anything don't think that you're smart and you know the truth Isn't and that fun? these have that's not good yeah, and i it. you know and i envy that yeah um Hit it. so i don't know if i totally feel that way but but it's still in me i'm saying it's still in me those feelings mm. but i'm saying i envy that feeling of but what i think i feel rather than feeling like there's a resolution in the present i do feel like the resolution is past all of this stuff that all the work is ahead of you past this i'm saying the good work that's needs to be done is not here that's that's more what it is for me Hmm. it's like the urgent there is so much urgent stuff to be done the thing that's like getting you out of bed or the thing that is drawing you to take that photo which i think is the same thing that is drawing me to make anything or any of us to make all that stuff um is good just it's not shouldn't be channeled to that. You know what I mean? I'm saying that actually makes me worry. Sometimes I think that boredom or not having a, a, a place to express yourself, Instagram, Twitter, and everything, making everybody a yeah, little bit yeah. famous and a little <clears throat> bit creative might be sati- satiating a monster in you. Oh, of course. That would have been better left off starving. Oh, of course. And even with the creative, because then they would come out and fuck shit up instead of going, here's a photo. 
okay, I did my thing for today. Yeah, but even like more literally with the creative process, which is a huge, huge problem now for young creative people, is that like you, an idea that would have like just throwing out seeds and never planting them, never watering them, never waiting for them to grow. Mm. The moment you have an idea, throw it out. The moment you have an idea for a movie or something, throw it out as a tweet. The moment just, you have a joke, throw it at, you know? I was just and, talking to Rob about the mystique. There's no mystique anymore. Did you see Inside Llewellyn Davis? Yeah. He goes, it's not yeah. good to release your early shit. Kills the mystique. But mystique. There's no, like, holding back and letting things ferment. Totally. But mystique, pursuing it for mystique is still selfish in a way because it's about your career and how you're perceived. And That's true. I had this thing early on of I want to look back and go, like, I love But there's something quietly and legitimately cool about me going, Bo, I didn't know you were writing a book. Yeah, Isn't totally. That fun? Totally. I think that's legitimately cool. But I that's should not... think it's cool that you wrote a book and you never once said, I'm working on this book. Yeah, but that's not And like you a... didn't tweet, finish chapter two yeah, of my yeah, book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hashtag live in the dream. Right. <laughs> but that's Hashtag not... that book life. Right. <laughs> you right. just did it. No, 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 I but I'm should saying... envy you because you finished a book. No, but I'm saying if I wrote the book to be the guy and didn't tweet about writing the book to be the cool mysterious guy that doesn't tweet you're just doing the same thing but this goes back to something we've been saying this whole time is doing the things because you're in literal distress if you don't do them yeah yeah you know what I'm saying yeah I think so it hurts me to not do this podcast with you and tell you about the selfie pool girls that is a real need in me and whether or not it's art but this conversation has to happen, and that's how I know my right. creative compass is working. Totally, and but 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 the things that we're exercising right now, which is like uh, pretty transient in the moment sort of stuff, is one form of thought and and creating something. Which is right now we're creating something spontaneous, um, mm-hmm. whatever. Um, this is not what I want. <laughs> um, <laughs> the other side of things. This is a form of art that I like. I'm not this, not this, but you know what I'm yeah. talking about. Your talk show, for example. D- doing stuff on the day and new, you know what I mean? Like, there, there is a, which I really like, so much of everything now exists on that, which is a steady IV drip of stuff that is meant to be consumed in the moment and not necessarily meant to be looked back on. Mm-hmm. Talk show's not a great example, but I mean Twitter, all this stuff. You know what there, kept crossing a, my mind, by the way? Yeah. How great would it be if you did a talk no, show? No, 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 no. Because... No, no, I'm, I'm for... No, I know. I know you don't want to, and I that makes it to. even better. Yeah, no, no. Be We're going to make you do it. But my point Imagine is, what you would do no, with a talk no, show. No, my, my point is, my point is... I can't help it. It's out in the ether. Lots of people are going to be no, thinking about no, it in the same moment. They will be... The Bo Burnham If they made it to this point show. in the conversation. Um, the thing I say, the, the, the thing that is under siege <laughs> is a good, boat in good stuff. A certain type of good thing is only made... And this is not me being authority on it. This is me being having getting glimpses of it, or, you know, or just having you know worked enough to know at least how to do things, even if I can't do it well. Mm-hmm. Is hard alone work. You need to work on something for years by yourself, not showing it to anybody, and then you show it to them. Mm-hmm. And that is really, really hard to do now. Mm-hmm. It is really, really hard to retreat and work on something for a while and then present it. I mean, I put out specials in 2010, 13, and 16. 
And every time I, everyone would tweet at me, are you dead? Where, what happened? You remember him? What happened to you? You know what I mean? Like between when it would get to the two years. You were the point, girl sitting at the fountain and you didn't take enough photos of yourself. But, but really, and it was, yeah. and it was horrible. And I had to like, I was so close to releasing stuff when it was half baked or doing, and I just like grit my teeth and made the decision. Wow. And then when I put it out, it was like, thank, I, it were I knew it worked because I had taken the extra time mm-hmm. and in every part of the process and this system in which I'm operating is telling me not to do that so like for this is just like I'm talking to I want to picture talking to someone younger than me not talking I, I know people my age know sure. this stuff um, to work hard to retreat be invisible that every that the part if you want to be a Famous people should hopefully be creative people or whatever people or athletes or whatever that happen to be good enough to get attention for. But the 99% of the life of this is the quiet, unseen work. Mm. That should always be that. Mm-hmm. And that's not being said. That the, that, that, and that's, I guess, you know, I, I'm still fleshing out one point. I think I still said the, the one point I keep talking about is the point I made initially. Yeah, about why these are annoying me. These shows are annoying me. Like the tonight, it makes it look like the work is public. The work mm. is just the shit that comes. Just your, the, just your thoughts in real time is the show. Is it? And that's rather than like you a, know, a drawing of a sculpture. You're in a service as opposed industry. To a sculpture. Yeah, but no, but like a serve like. You go and you work on something really hard and you make it for people and you go, I worked really hard on this. But you know what? It's much, much worse when someone doesn't like the thing you worked really hard on than when someone doesn't like something that you just said that day or it's a toy, you know? And like, I'm not saying you can't have things that you say that day, but you got to once in a while come and it is with like with your head down and your hands up and say like, I made this for you. You know, Mm. that that is... And it's everywhere, and, and, and I'm saying, I think it is, is everywhere, and, and and you have more the freedom people are to getting do it. married at courthouses. I honestly think this is is a product of what we're talking about. Yeah, yeah like, we got like, married, we, but we done. just we just we just jumped in and did it casually because as because, opposed to because the vulnerability like, of a three day Indian ceremony. <laughs> no, but 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 there's the other argument to it, which What's is that? I feel like I'm at a fucking wedding every day. I feel like lot, the eyes are on me every ah, fucking day. Ah, that's what I feel. I mean, that's how I felt as a performer, like. I didn't want a birthday party anymore because I'm like, I don't need a special day. Every day is my yeah. fucking special day when yeah. I'm on tour. Yeah. I want, when I'm off, my mother would be like, let's throw you a party for your special. I'm like, the party would be not it being about the me. The special was the party. It, it, I, want, I want my life to be less about me. Yep. You know? <laughs> and I think people, that's what people in the courtroom go, like, oh, I don't, oh, oh what? We're going to have a thousand pictures taken a day again? Yeah. You know, you know there's yeah. a version of that. I'm not saying there aren't yeah. good vulnerable ceremonies that maybe people are avoiding but I also think I think it's wedding, a little bit there's a version of weddings that are incredibly performative and, I and, hear and indicative of everything awful and, and I feel like I'm in a walking wedding ah. I feel like everyone is like a bridezilla and a groomzilla and I'm like it's not like some no, I get that down I get that it is a little bit more vulnerable though to do the wedding where you invite the people you're talking to somebody that talks about it with Val both ways we're like yeah, let's yeah, just yeah. do it and fuck everything and then sometimes I'm like we should have like a wedding we should get like married properly. yeah but uh, for the One speaking of for the people in the crowd we don't give a fuck yeah that's funny we don't give a fuck but it speaking about 
the ritual of marriage, it's about those people supposedly giving a fuck. I know. I, I just, we don't care. Like, cool. Good for you. That is so But on immediate family, like when my sister's married, I was like, this is beautiful. You yeah. Know? Like, yeah, I do yeah. really care about this. Yeah, sure. I'm like, it's like my friend get married. I'm like, cool. Like, right. This, this is your, I, I feel like weird. Like, I feel like I'm like voyeuristic. Like, why am I watching this? Yeah. I think it's for, you know who it's for? Why are there Bibles here? <laughs> why are there fucking Bibles here? Jesus Christ. We, I know you don't like any, why is there a fucking Bible here? It's all weird. Why is your father giving you away? This is all weird. Yeah. Who gives a shit? Yeah. Who cares? No, I agree. No, I, I agree. You that. made me think about a billion things and now I can't think of any of them. We've gone, we've gone hard at it. It's Okay. Are we exhausting people? No, I don't think so. What, what time are we allowed to go to? You can oh, cut, cut this the shit down. Look, Whitmer Thomas. You mentioned him. Oh, yeah, he's the best. He should do the podcast. See, that's how we book guests. What I really... <laughs> what, if anyone's made it to this point... They've I, made it. I do want to emphasize... Bo Burnham Talk Show is proof that they've I, made it. I do want to emphasize a couple things that... Um, I feel, again, like people are doing this. I'm not saying, like, I figured it out. Why is no one else doing this? Yeah. I'm saying everyone's doing it. And I, I feel oh, like there's, I a, there's a... Let me get two yeah, things. Yeah, no, first. hit it. You're there's, the guest. That there's, a, that there's powerful, famous people in the way that need to be kicked down so the good people, be, like, behind me can mm. make room. And I feel like I'm a weird person where I feel like I got in right when the internet started and I'm sort of at the... F- I, I've been at... at uh, I was one of the starting of the new paradigm. And I want to m- let more people have the opportunity I did. Mm-hmm. That's one point. And shit. What is the goddamn other point? Well, yeah, you can keep with you. Uh, Do you want me to tell you one point? It might make you think of it. No. What was the <laughs> No, no, but you <laughs> said you, you tell no. it. You tell, no, no, but I don't want to, because I don't want to be distracted while no, I'm I understand. thinking of. Well, let's practice what we preach and just be quiet for a second. No, and I said that. <laughs> oh, oh, and the other point is. See, it works. That was really good. <laughs> is that, uh, this is a, this is a, this is a, uh, petty point of my own. Yeah. Um, whenever I'm, whenever there's like, I never do it now, but I would, if there was ever an interview of mine posted with a video, every comment would say I'm on cocaine. Really? Yeah, because I'm like touching my nose and something. I'm like, I'm sorry, you get on camera because this is what it looks like when you actually try to be honest with people. You know what I mean? But I, I can do a version of an interview where you ask me a question. I go, well, yeah, that's really interesting. And um, yeah, I started doing it for this reason and then I stopped and right. uh, that was it. But but actually trying to articulate something that's difficult, right? Sounds like that. Yeah. And these people that are like, he looks all fidgety. I'm like, you g- cameras yeah. are fucking weird. Yeah. Being recorded is weird. Yeah. T- like, and it should be weird. And it should be weird. It's you know weird I mean? when it's not weird. Yeah. No, I'm glad you asked me. And well, it's actually the people that are. Uh, and trust me, trust you know, me, it is the polished people that are on cocaine. Yeah, oh, for they sure. They are all on cocaine. And you know who's. The modern, like, when we're on camera and we're really stiff, that's just the modern version of, hello, my lady, <laughs> that guy from her. Yeah, 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 totally. <laughs> you know what I was going to say was, okay. and it'll, no, it'll make you, it's just to your I'm point. saying people aren't high. Kristen Stewart isn't high when she's on The Tonight Show. Yeah. It's the weirdest experience you've ever been on. Yeah. You sit on that couch. 
And there's a guy beside you that you can see three inches of his makeup. There are lights in your face. Yeah. And there are 200 tourists staring at you. Yeah. And you get a little shy if you're a human being. <laughs> you know what I mean? You have, it's been so normalized by these psychos who are good at it. Yeah. That when a human being gets up, people are like, what the fuck is wrong with them? Yeah. He must be on coke. Or he must be high. Or He's no, I'm not saying face. me, not yeah. me, but like, yeah. like what Kristen's doing. Just certain things. I'm like, she looks like that. Looks like the most human being I've ever seen. What's yeah. not human is like, well, you know, Jimmy. I was at this, thing, and then there was this fuck, and I'm like, yeah. that guy is just ate a child's leg. Like, <laughs> like, a, like really, that guy. That is psychotic to me. The comfortable, the comfort looks psychotic to me. Sorry. No, I have I have too many things to talk to you about. One was. I'm glad you liked Penn and Teller. I'm glad I learned about magic when I was young (laughs) because that is magic. Magic is what you're talking about. Mm. Magic is locking yourself in your room. Oh my God. Embarrassing props. Yes, yes. A fake thumb, a silk, and cards. No, no, no. And one of the cards is magnetic. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, 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 no. Listen. And then you practice, and then your fucking friend comes over, and you hear him coming up the stairs, and your heart is jacked. Because you you're about to pretend no. that you don't have a deck of cards in your pocket with one magnetic card, <laughs> and he's like, "Let me see those after." And yeah, it's like you pee a little in yeah, your yeah, yeah. No, yeah. no. But that's the feeling of art and creating art. Yes, is that beautiful? Right? Beautiful, beautiful. Absolutely. You did that too. I all I did was magic. No, I didn't know. Oh my god, Svengali decks. You don't even know. I love a Svengali deck. I just I love a stripped deck. We might have talked about this Teller on one of your other. retweeted something I said and what said something. It? I don't know, something where I said like shut up and he retweeted because he doesn't say anything. And I replied to him with a picture of an order from last year of magic disappearing bottles that I ordered off Amazon for $130. So like I still will buy a magic trick once in a while. I think it's important to learn a but new I'm magic saying trick I, from time to time. <laughs> I'm saying, <laughs> saying from time to time. It is I blew at Kumail's at Kumail's with movie. a fake thumb. Give I, me a fake thumb and I'll put your cigarette out and you'll think I'm magic for the rest of your life. When I did when I did Kumail's because movie, I was showing them magic tricks and they like weren't impressed and I was like truly upset. Of course. Um because it goes back to the other thing we were talking about. It's trying. There's it's, nothing it's so hor- and you know what like not effortful about keeping one gigantic nickel in your back pocket. And there's nothing... The whole party! <laughs> it was there the whole party! <laughs> oh, God. But it, and I'm telling you, like, the first... If you want to ever try to be cool, don't try to be cool. Re- and really don't try to... That's not trying to be cool. So, you know what I mean? I don't know. Oh, yeah, like, actively be uncool. Yeah, no, like... <laughs> like... Do magic. Dignity all over the floor. It's good. That's why I actually, uh, there's a magician who comes to my Largo show and he was doing magic. And like some of the comedians were giving him a hard time and doing that thing that we're supposed to do, Mm. which is like, let me see that deck. I was legit angry. Angry and a little bit embarrassed. Well, the old thing is the magician's thing. You say, how do you do it? Say how I did that. How do you do do that? Very well. (laughs) Um, No, and, and that is similar to me in that like, I was a musical comedian, so never cool. Initially, very uncool. Yeah. And as I started at 16 or 17 or 18, very uncool. <laughs> I mean, like, I can't look back on, like, the first three years of things I do and just, like, be, like, just the cringiest, you know what I mean? Like, little white pubescent Fly the Concords, Stephen Lynch ripoff, you know? Yeah, yeah. So what, what was nice is I was coming, I got to come in being, like, 
uh, no one thinks I'm cool. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. I'm a fucking nerd. I'm yeah. a, I was a little pubescent hack being like, oh, With I'm, no butt. Doing like I'm a virgin on my, you know, and like, like. No butt callback. No butt. <laughs> Zero laugh. Concerned I hurt your feelings. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. I mean, promise I had no but a year ago. When I was 16, I wasn't worried. Um, but, and that was a power for me going yeah, forward. Because yeah, yeah. I'm like, I can only get cooler. Yeah. So I can go for it. I yeah. can really, really go for it. You That's know? the other, Dimitri Martin, I love quoting it. He goes, when you're anonymous, he's like, that's a place of power. Yeah. That's what Gandhi said, too. When you make yourself zero, your power is infinite. <laughs> and there's something really – I think they were making very different points. But I you do think – Fuck your eastern people. Uh, there is something very interesting about going, no one knows who the fuck I am. Oh, I can move in any direction. Or people know who I am as this fucking nerd loser. Yeah. So I, it can't get any worse. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like I can't be perceived any lamer. Yeah. You know, all I could do is be like, oh, that's kind of cool. You yeah. Know? Um, so, like, I, I was more just like, you know, burn the fucking barn down. Yeah. I'm saying that's uh, that, that, like, we were talking about uh, earlier about, like, I I don't give a fuck about my legacy. Mm. Like, I've cringed at every everything. I Every part of my, you know, weird little career, it's always been... I hate everything I did before, and I like what I'm doing. And I'm going, no, no, this is the thing. Mm-hmm. That's how I kind of always want to feel. No, 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 this, the fuck all that other shit yeah, I did. Yeah, yeah. This, this one. And then I know in a year I'll be like, what the fuck was that? And yeah. I'll be going, no, 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 but this one. Yeah. You know? Um, Which is great. Yeah. So like, You I, can't ask for a better and I don't engine. Want, I don't want, I'm saying I don't want to be like, oh, my fucking, if you look at that and you can see I was in this place and then I went to here, you know? Like, yeah. So I'm, say, so I'm saying, and that's similar to the Instagram mentality of cultivating your life into some narrative. It's like, don't, don't, you know? Yeah. I think you want to try to ride the, you know, be proving yourself. Be, have more to say, you know? Yeah. Well, you know what's funny? Calling them you right. people and stuff. You do something that I like to do with audiences. I don't know if I can do it as well as you can. That's honest. Because uh, I think you do it brilliantly. But it's where you're mean to them. Yeah. And then you, it, it creates this... Uh, vibration it creates a heartbeat to mm. the performance where really you are shaving uh, a balloon you know when they put shaving cream on a yeah, balloon yeah, you're funny. shaving a balloon and me as a performer I'm like careful Bo yeah, yeah. like I literally feel that way because you're toying with the idea that they're there for you and they're so excited and then you literally call them dummies or stupid yeah, yeah, for yeah. like you didn't think I was going to play the piano Yeah, yeah. I love occasionally if the crowd is really really good Playing with the, the, the black magic yeah, of yeah. being like, you fucking dummies. Like, I think that can be so fun. Yeah. Very well, challenging. Yeah, yeah. I think if they so. know you're joking, you know. Well, yeah, know- and I think, yeah, I think, think for me and my crowd, it's a lot like, you know, it's playing to each of them a thousand times rather than playing to a thousand of them once. Oh, you know wow. what I mean? You know what I mean? It's like the experience should be watching like, yeah, yeah, fuck these other people around me. Like you're relating to everyone is feeling that way. You know what I mean? Wow. Rather than like I'm speaking to you. I'm speaking to everyone but you. Wow. You know, all these, you know, because I, I also feel like they feel like, you know, That's they so feel like great. people suck. That's so great. And, they feel, and it, for me, it's more just like, you know, you felt like you felt like performers have been fucking you up the ass. Yeah, and I'm gonna fuck you up the ass. I'm gonna tell you I'm fucking you up and the that's ass. What Steve and you're gonna go thank you, thank you for telling me you've been. And that's what Steve Martin did. Shoving right? your you dick in my ass. Steve, yes. Martin, Steve Martin was like, I. He's he has that 
disgust with performing as well. Yeah. He has several bits. One where he's like, I know one thing's for sure. It's a lot of fun to do the same thing every night over and over yeah, yeah, and yeah, over yeah, yeah, and yeah. over. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's a big fuck you to them. And then that one bit that he does on, I believe it's on Comedy Isn't Pretty, where he's like, uh, I've done the math. If you do like a theater that's this many seats at this price – and then, and then he's, and then he's like, he's like, I'll make this money. And then he's like, and then if I do, just for fun, just for fun, if I did like a hundred thousand seat yeah, theater yeah, 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 yeah. at a million dollars a yeah, ticket, yeah, yeah. goodbye. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, yeah. He's just playing with the idea that he's doing it. He doesn't want to be doing it, but he does want to do it. It's very interesting. It's yeah, very being complex. honest with like the subtext of what the relationship is. I'm not your friend. You know, I'm not your friend. And actually, the friendliest thing I can do to you is concede that. Yeah, I give a fuck about you. Yeah, that's so. You know, but I do, or I, I would give a fuck about you, but there's no way I can give a fuck about you like this. Yeah, if I met you, I would. But guess what? Sadly, if I meet you as you meeting me, Bo Burnham, the comedian you really like, that's hard too. Yeah, you know, I'm not good with that stuff. It's not that I can't meet someone and be happy with them. Right. But I gotta say, it's this is weird. This is fucking, and I have to deify myself or subjugate you in a way that I don't like in order to do it. Yeah. I'm happy to go like, oh, you dug my stuff? That's really rat. I don't know. It's weird. Yeah. It's, it's so well, fucking weird. Well, you included that part to... in the special where someone yells, I love you. Mm-mm. I thought it was but, an but interesting it's funny. choice. It's, but it's funny because she, yes, someone says, I love you. And then she, the other one says, I love the idea of you, which is so yeah. funny because yeah. that is a callback to the I love you. And it's crazy that it happened. In my last special, someone said, I love you. And I said, you love the idea of me. You don't love me. So then in this special, someone said, I love you. And I said, shut up. And then someone else said, I love the idea of you. Like calling back the time that happened in the last special. And that just happened. That was I drew a cartoon for The New Yorker where it's Santa breaking up with a woman. And he's saying, you don't love me, Carol. You're in love with the idea of me. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's great. Oh, that's really good. (laughs) And we're all just a bunch of goddamn Santas. Let me ask you this. Without getting – I don't want to tire you out. uh, Are you okay, Aristotle? Okay. Yeah, we're good. Um – you you kind of – I'm not even going to frame it with what I think you might be doing. But you use the word – and I don't condone this language, but I want to have a conversation about it. You use the word faggot a lot. Uh-huh. And I wonder mm-hmm. – you and I, I – I have a feeling you and I both got called faggot growing up. Yeah, and you know what? I'm like not – if someone's this is pop- not the college show, by the way, where someone comes up and thinks what you were doing was offensive. Mm-hmm. But there's something, you know what I mean? There's a video though from a Chicago show is there? last year. I um, understand. No, 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 that no kid. but a video in the back, and the kid goes, because my my tour manager was taken in the back, and here after the bit, you can hear a kid go, "What the fuck? He should get his fucking ass beat for that." For which saying? is like a, which is actually a really macho, cool way of sticking up for gay people, which ah! I like. But uh, I have no. I'm interested. Are you reclaiming the word? No, 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 no. It's not mine to reclaim. And if someone has a problem with that, but that's fine. Yeah. Uh, if someone says it's kind of an easy, it, that that would be like I I can get having a problem with that bit, specifically in that show, where I say. But for me, it's like I don't say faggot. The show calls me a faggot. For me, it's not even about. It's it's more about like simulating what it feels like to be online. Mm. For people that haven't seen the show, it's just like. The show called like the, this voice just call, calls me a faggot over and over again. Um, <laughs> it might not be. It might not be okay. It might not be okay. Oh, interesting. I'm saying I'm. I'm. I. I didn't know. I. I've in my own life. I, I've been so against that word, uh, and then only recently, I guess maybe I started to kind of reclaim it with my friends. Whatever. Yeah, I don't think. I don't think there's any legs in that. I don't think there's any, any legs? legs. What do you mean? I don't think reclaiming it has any point yes or like the the really bullshit louis ck version it's like i'm not doing it when it's gay 
I'm not calling a guy gay when he's gay. I'm calling him when he's being a faggot. And then he goes on to describe, like, feminine things. I was like, yeah, you fucking idiot. Like, that's what homophobia is. He's like, I'm not, it's not when they're, they're gay. It's when they fucking, Chris like, Rock has the same bit. Yeah, yeah, same. It's like when they, Chris Rock, uh, like. I think they both have it. And it's like, when he's being a faggot. Like, when it's like, stop wearing a dress, you faggot. I'm like, yeah, that's transphobia, you fucking <laughs> Retard? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> but, uh, oh, no. But really. You're so close <laughs> to winning a Nobel Peace Prize. No, but I. Uh, and then you said the article. People say that that doesn't make sense to me, where, you know, where they go like. Well, see, that's it's even- not about being gay. It's just like when you're being lame. And it's like, yeah, but those lamenesses almost always coincide with uh, them failing to align with a version of masculinity. Yeah, that yeah, is yeah. the same thing that homophobia see, or sexism comes from. I enjoy that. I really do. It's not like, look at that tough faggot over there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, like, some guy's like, oh, what's up? It's like, you're a faggot. It's like, I like Fellini and it's like, that's a f- you're a faggot. And it's yeah, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. oh, you're a pretentious faggot. And it's like, uh, well, he's kind of being gay, right? Right. He's, he's kind of being like a little bit uh, foofy or like a woman or gentle. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, yeah. I, I feel it. I mean, I'm from Boston, so I get this. Yeah. Um, but I just, That's I, why I, I get it. Because we I get it. I'm just saying, think of the equivalent of like, it's not when they're being black, it's when they're acting gangsta that I call them. You know what I mean? Give me a fucking break. Give me a break. That's right. horrible. You should see the fucking, I mean, that's, that's its own fucking thing. See the what? Anyone, just whatever. Anyone that's just like, is doubting all that stuff, just like, just, just, keep, you know, be a black person for a day and you'll feel how the whole fucking world is different. <laughs> how everyone treats you different in like a really condescending, aw- you know, I've just seen enough little instances of it to go like, whoa, yeah, whoa. Yeah. And it's the subtle shit. It's not the police beating. You know what I mean? It's like the police beating up and shooting people is what it all culminates in. But like the day-to-day way people are treated, and I'm sure it's the same for women and gay people. It is. It's just like, it's the subtle shit. Yeah. It's why like, I I understand I I I am against microaggressions as policies, but there's a reason that word is used. There are some tiny things that feel like fuck, micro things you that feel one? aggressive. Yeah, I mean, I was like playing like poker somewhere, like sitting at a table, um, and there's this black guy beside me um, sits down, like a light skinned black guy, and this whole this woman was going, oh, I thought you were. I thought you were this other one because he's like black he's not black like and it was like a tiny moment of like he's not black like you and I go like and she got up to leave and I was like dude I am so sorry that was fucking gross and he was like that is nothing he was like that is like I was being I was being some savior guy and he's going like dude that is zero peanuts that is less than peanuts you know and I'm saying it felt so aggressive to me. It would mind. I feel in my own little way, little things. Um, you know, I'm I'm in a weird subset of being tall or being a vaguely famous person, and and the little stuff does go a long way, mm. and the big stuff is communicated through little things. Mm. So even though I'm sort of maybe against the way microaggression is being expressed, or 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 the mode of discourse people are choosing to fight them with do by, you know, like shutting down someone speaking at a college. I don't think that's the correct way to go, but, but I, I think I agree with the, <laughs> the thing that, that micro stuff can be really, really, really aggressive. <laughs> you know, little things that liberal, cool people say, mm-hmm. like, I don't want like Bill, Bill Maher with, I don't want to brought out Gerard. 
Gerard, my good friend Gerard was on Bill Maher. Yeah. Um, and Bill Maher at one point said, like, did a story, was like, and I, I sold pot in college. Was Is that gangsta? To Gerard, and I was like, are you fu- That is out of control. <laughs> that is that is the craziest thing I've ever seen. Is that gangster? And I'm saying a little thing of going up to a gay guy and going like, like a woman going up to a gay guy and being like, I've always wanted a gay best friend. Yeah. Well, fuck you. What the? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I'm saying that's a tiny, tiny yeah. thing that like, you don't know, and I don't know, cause I, but like, I can, can you imagine that being aggressive? I'm saying that yeah. I know microaggressive feels like a really dramatic term. I don't, I don't think it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a whole other conversation. It is a whole other conversation. You know. But Kenya, my friend uh, who's black, we had a nice conversation. He just did the podcast a couple of weeks ago. And talking to our point of having a safe space where you can be wrong, that was a big part of our conversation. Yeah. Where it was like, I'm so sorry. Can you field some of these questions for me? Can you mm. just like help me? And it's it's great to have a friend like that. Yeah. Because sometimes I, I don't think we know. Like talking about being from Boston, I have family members that will just oh my God say I'm trying to like if you meet someone named Otis, you'll just go like Otis, my man. You know what I mean? Like you'll just do that <laughs> voice. Well, it's more just like I'll be at home with my little fucking which I don't even know what that's a reference. White to, Irish family and anything will be brought up. Black Lives Matter, uh, trans issues. Yeah, and I'll go, guys, no. We're we're six white people around a table. Let's just we don't we most of this conversation should be I wonder what they feel, not figuring this out in real time. We just mm. don't know enough. You mm. know what I mean? Um I'm gonna take Again, it. not that we can't stumble through the conversation in the way that we talked about earlier yeah. of like sort of failing in real time. Yeah. But uh um just going like if people are saying something's one way, it's probably because it's that way. Mm-hmm. If say, if if a millions of people are saying they feel something, they probably feel it. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of <laughs> all. You know, and you know how us six people are feeling this. Yeah, you know the same thing <laughs> times a million. You know, you know it's tough, man. You're not gonna figure figure out any of that shit. But. Interesting. You also challenged me on me thinking it's progressive to say that word that I don't like with a friend. Yeah, I just I. You know, because it was so shocking. I don't do it often. <laughs> well, you know, like the N word has been reclaimed. Um, you know, in a in a in a very complex and you know, like a. It just doesn't. I don't know. It do, there doesn't seem to be an, uh, as much clear, concise history in the in the in the that word. The F word. I'll say that. Yeah. Why should I feel like I can say faggot, not the other one? That's really stupid. Um, and I, I'll just rather say the F word than say the other one. <laughs> um, yeah. I'm just saying I've been around white people that feel like they can throw around that word or like around black people. And it's so uncomfortable to me. I'm like, oh. Yeah. yeah no, 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 no. Yeah. No, no, no. There's, a, it, there's inherently some stuff that's just not ours, dude. As much as you want to be that. As cool as black people are, woohoo! <laughs> My God, white people are gross. We got problems. We got some real problems. I think the uh, the experience of being a white guy now is almost ninety percent wanting to be a black person. Hmm. You know what I mean? Like thinking it's so, or like just wanting to. Wouldn't that be so cool to have like an, an identity and a struggle to ground all of our sadness in? Yeah, <laughs> like we envy something that we totally shouldn't envy. Well, or, you, you know, know it's funny. We're like lost because I'm like 
I have no sense of history. I don't know where my family's from. I don't know what our heritage is. We have like, I have one cousin. My grandparents don't know if they're Scottish or anything. Yeah. We're just like a wash in a sea of no identity. I have no community. And no group struggle, really. No, no, nothing. We're just like, we have, (laughs) I'm saying, of course, none of that's enviable. Yeah, but you know what? I'm saying it's all gross. I I was trying to write a bit about this because next to the selfie pool girls were the second wives club, like a group of not older, but, you know, like they look I don't know what age they were. Honestly, Mm. it's hard to tell with the plastic surgery, but they seemed middle aged. Yeah. But like if those were two black girls, though, you would not have judged. What do you mean? Do you think you would have judged in which way? I don't know. Do you you think you would have been less judgmental if they had been not white? Um. Well, let me finish what I was... Because women would say, fuck you. You you don't understand us, period. Doesn't matter what. You know what I mean? But I haven't even said what I was going to say. Oh, no, no, no. I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm not saying that. Uh, I'm sorry, sorry. I haven't even judged them Yeah, okay, yet. okay, okay. Yeah, keep going. All I was saying was people want to know what privilege looks like, what mm. rich people sound like. And to me, growing up privilege and then uh, getting to see it, mm-hmm. being adjacent to it. Yeah. Val and I are always the people being silly and loud and joking around and laughing. Mm-hmm. So we never really fit in at these nice places or whatever. That's new privilege. What do you mean? New privilege is feeling hip and cool to the privilege room they're in. Interesting. No, I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. I'm just you just around. made it out? I just, no, I'm just fucking around saying that is a, a form of, I think, a form. No, no, just keep going. <laughs> Keep I like going. that you're calling me to task. I need checks and No, I'm saying, well, like the Louis C.K. privilege of, you know, or whoever of like... I guess I am doing a selfie and going, but I, I have a funny caption. Yeah. Well, who knows? Huh? I'm saying, you know what? What I always say is I get to express myself all the time, so I can't blame other people who don't get to express themselves finding other ways to express themselves that I don't yeah. think are... That's interesting. You know what I mean? Yeah. We get to do this. But that's true. This is why I sorry. Get I your say, point. I'm. I haven't even up. said it. I know. All I wanted to say, what privilege and luxury and money sounds like, is planning dinner while you're eating lunch. That's all it is. That's that's what it is. When you have <laughs> no problems, people when they're on vacation, they're like, God, I wish I could just stay on vacation. And I was like, really think about that. Think about a month in wherever the fuck people vacation, on the beach, and then another month. And then think of five years. You become ghost people with no story, no narrative, no change. You just talk about dinner while you're (laughs) eating lunch. And it sucks. So I don't think you should envy uh, that type of rich person. Yeah. And then all you're doing is worrying about losing it. And it's this thing. It's like Stockholm Syndrome. Yeah. Your wealth has you. Yeah. And when, you know, my family isn't super rich, but when we go home, I catch us doing that. We're eating lunch and we're talking about where we're going to eat dinner. And I was just like, this is not what people think it is. Yeah, but people at 60 and 70 might be like, get here and you'll just want fucking dinner. Shut up. Yeah, that could be. Like, work your ass off now, and then you're going to get to a point where you're just going to, like, want to just think about your kids and plan dinner. And and thinking and planning a dinner with your kids is a lot different and more meaningful than, you know, the, the, the what what it means to us. Yeah. You know, maybe. I don't know. Well, these and people I'm only contradicting doing... you to be devil's advocate. I'm no, that's not, fine. I'm not disagreeing with these anything people, you're saying. These people, I just think... I, no, I, this I is what your family meant. I come from a dry <laughs> canoe, people. We have canoes that never go in the water. You know what that I mean? Such a good way. I come from a dry that canoe is, family. That is so funny. So when you see people, whether it's uh, whatever other culture it is that has more of a richness 
and a struggle associated with that richness. Uh, those are those are good, those people are going to get in some fucking canoes if they have a canoe, right? And, <laughs> yeah, but the, uh, I hope I would say the argument is the argument of the people and the argument pushing forward has to be not use the canoes, sell those fucking canoes. There are people that need yeah. And I'm, I'm not saying I live by that at all, but I'm saying that has to be the struggle that we're all facing, which is I like know. we should all want to empty our we – should, we should all be pushed by something to empty out our bank accounts and actually help people that I need know. it. And you know what? I don't know if I mentioned Louis, but Louis – I think Louis is doing a really good job. I think Louis as being the pinnacle of comedy is, is, is walking the talk – you know what I mean? If, if everyone – which I feel like every young comedian is looking to Louis right now, and that's a really good person to look to. Yeah. That guy disappears. That guy works really hard on things. Yeah. That guy puts out stuff yeah. that have, has been labored and is vulnerable and risky. And that's He has a great really, drug bet. I wrote it down. I wrote Louis really right great. here because when we were talking about weed, he has a great bit. And he goes, I never do drugs so that when I do, yeah, they're yeah, amazing. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he goes, I don't want my drugs to be another thing that I resent. Ugh, my yeah. fucking drugs. Yeah, that's hilarious. And I was watching it. And I was like, he kind of is parenting. I'll, oh, forget oh, he's, parenting. He, he's he's giving perfect. wisdom. Oh, uh, yes. He's giving wisdom. And that's because he's that. And, and the only and, and I and I don't because I'm this age. I don't know shit. <laughs> I right, mean, I, right. I'm not in an age to give wisdom. Right. Yeah, I, I think he's. Um, I think he's great. Yeah. I, I really, <laughs> that sounds ridiculous, but I truly think he, he does a very good job. I, I really, really, really admire him yeah. for his, the way he treats his career more than even well, like he's flipping guy, an hour over. I'm like, you he's know. He's clearly asked himself, why am I doing this? Yeah, and he does it for his, you know, yeah. And it. I don't think a lot of people do. He challenges people. TJ, you know? for Horse example. Horse and Pete is weird as shit. What's that? Horse and Pete is yeah. weird and no one's going to like that. And, you yeah. know, it's like, Really inspiring to see someone do that at the t- to leverage all of their success to make something that only their success could have them make, mm. not to leverage their success to a thing that will then capitalize on that success and make for more success, you know, mm. or get their foreign box office rate up so they can get the next movie funded. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. At a certain point, you have to decide like, oh, I'm here. I need to just start doing what I want now. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, I, you know, rather schools than, out. Rather, yeah, like I did it. Yeah. I actually got to the place that I wanted to be at. Yeah. So now I now I do what I want instead of doing the thing that'll get me another year of this. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's how I, you know, feel. The end. <laughs> <laughs> I actually let that play out because I was like, that's kind of the perfect way to end. Yeah, it was, uh... And that's how I feel. Keep it crispy. <laughs> <laughs> Keep it crispy. Do you feel good, man? I mean, you should see what I've written on on this thing. Like, we didn't get to so many things, but it was just because we covered everything else. <laughs> yeah, I don't think there's anything. Do you want to do a hardest laugh story? One that you didn't do on the show before? Uh, oh, I'll. Uh, this might not make sense at all, but this is like oh, a week ago. Yeah, that really made me laugh, <laughs> and it's almost impossible to describe. But I was with my girlfriend, and we we're sitting down, and um, I'm telling her this. Im- I was telling her about Letterman because we were watching Colbert, and I was being like, "People don't understand how I'm insufferable." Yeah, <laughs> yeah <you laughs> just, just imagine like living yeah, with yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, it's awful. <laughs> um, you know, she's amazing to, and she's very, very smart. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, which is a problem. Mm. I'm saying because you know. Anyway, I'm saying why like, is it a problem? Because like. <laughs> you can't pull your tricks on her? No, no. It's just like um 
she can fire me up to mm. in an argument. I mean, she can rev me up in an argument because she can argue so well. Mm. And not not bad. I'm saying like uh, she's so fun to talk to. I'll talk to. I'll talk a lot. Mm. You know what I mean, I'll mm-hmm. spiral about things. I'll mm-hmm. go off on about things. I'm like, how do we get to this? Yeah. How are we? How are we like? How do I? Anyway. Um. So the story was uh. I'm talking about Letterman being amazing. So I go, I gotta show you this video. I gotta show you this amazing video of like when he interviewed, uh, uh, who was it? It was an interview with Jay Z to show that, um, uh, this story is not gonna pay I off. I love it. Um, I'm so excited that uh, it's not gonna pay off. Yeah, by uh, the way. So, because I, I was gonna be. show him that, like, because I think Colbert is so clunky with these guests, and it's like he doesn't know. And Letterman with Jay Z, which feels like that is impossible. Yeah. How could that ever go well? Yeah. And Letterman is so good, where like, He's somehow making fun of Jay-Z and letting Jay-Z make fun. It's this amazing dynamic where they're like almost putting on like an abstract play. The laughs are coming. You don't know from when. The rhythm is so perfect. (laughs) So I go to, (laughs) so I go to type it in YouTube and I type it in and I type in Mr. Letterman. (laughs) And I immediately go, I just type Mr. Letterman. Like, like, I was like such a child in my own mind thinking about him. I was like, became a third grade boy. Mr. Let me look at this here. Mr. Letterman. I'm like, I'm writing like a letter and I'm like an eight year old Judd Apatow writing to my heroes. That's great. Oh my God. Kumail's movie, by the way, is amazing. Oh, that's nice. I just wanted to point out. You said, yeah, I saw it. I saw an early cut. I, I, it's funny to think I don't want to commoditize on our conversation, but I was like, "Is a Mister Letterman T-shirt worth making? Would it, would it make you happy to see people in a oh T-shirt my God. that says Mister Letterman?" <laughs> it's either that or Mister Letterman's jacket. Do ah, uh, do it fencelessly. I think is a very funny quote. Oh man, do it fencelessly, Bo. We'll do whatever we want. Piano keys. You'll never beat that. You'll never beat piano You'll keys. You'll never beat piano. I tell that to my girlfriend all the time. I bought piano keys. That is so so fucking funny. I bought my own shirt. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh. How many times have we done this? I think this is the th- three? third. Third? I think... You, oh, this might be the fourth. Okay. I know you've done it twice. So uh-huh. it's at least the third, maybe yeah. the fourth. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. It feels good. Well, I, I hope I haven't regressed... Not. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like I feel like I, I I can only talk about one thing now. What's that? Art. Well, you know what? It was more just because I think we they did the special and the special was uh, so good. Well, well, I, I was thinking, what would I want to? I don't know. Talk about with that. I think it's that. I don't think you can be too proud of the special. It's amazing. Oh, that's that's nice. Yeah, I think it looks cool. I'm like happy with I can vouch for it on mute fully. I can show it to someone on mute and be like, I am, this is exactly how I pictured it on mute. Uh, I think it looks cool. And I'm hoping to direct some, you know, like that's. Oh, really? Yeah. I'm hoping. I think I'm going to do Gerard's. Um, but yeah, that's what I want. Is next do. one? Yeah, I'd love to just not. I'd love to make one without having it to be up there. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds exciting. Wow. Not the material. I won't direct the material. Obviously, that's that's on them. Sure, I make it look pretty. <laughs> that does sound like a relief. Maybe that's what all our producer friends and director friends. Maybe they figured something out. Our producer friends are fucking losers. <laughs> they are nightmare people. What are they? They are nothing. They know it. You are nothing. If you're a producer friend listening, you're nothing. You know it. You know you're not contributing, and you aren't. And we know you're not. <laughs> Just the weirdest lash out right at the end. 
Um, I yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what to say to that. No, you're all great. <laughs> it's like at the end of a, there's some hip-hop tracks where at the end they have to say, just kidding. You do that kind of. You'll play the straight white male song, and then you'll be like, I'm, "Everything it was, it was ironic." Why well, I had to actually explain to people that that was ironic? Well, you can tell you do run the risk a couple points in the special of getting the wrong kind of applause. Yeah, sure, but it's like, yeah, yes. I'm not saying that's your fault, but I'm just going like, this also isn't like a you know ethics class, right? Like the whole fun is like something mean. <laughs> <laughs> What's so weird about this one, this this show is I. The last show I did was whatever. And then I was like, I'm going to make a funny one. I'm just going to make a funny show. A really funny show that's just funny the whole time. Yeah. And I remember putting it out being like, man, I bet people are going to be worried that it's not like deep like the last one or something. And it's too – and it was the exact opposite. Everyone was like, this one's so sad. It's not funny. I was like – Really? Well, no, I'm just saying like – It's funny. I thought it was – I'm saying I, I didn't even go into it trying to make something emotional. Right. Like, you know, it was actually like I'm just going to do one for them. <laughs> it was like so it spiraled funny. into something different. Maybe that's why I like it. I love it. All right. It was for you, Pete. <laughs> Make it about me, we, please. Let's end 10 minutes ago. We should just cut it at the end. <laughs> when, at that, that's how I feel? <laughs> I think may- never. The end, maybe. This is how life is. This part that we're in right now, <laughs> the po- this is what life the is. The awful post-log. How dare we, how dare we not include the full... <laughs> Epilogue. Post-log. Post-log. Prologue. Post-log. Uh, well, thank you, Bo. You feel satisfied? I do. I feel satisfied. And uh, I'd like to point out, I will count it as a serendipity that Whitmer Thomas texted me, and his name is right there. I mean, we've been recording. We did three hours. Yeah. That's crazy. That's what these really are. No wonder Joe Rogan's so happy. What do you mean? Because he's surrounded by friends and conversation all day? I, I think Joe Rogan's great. Yeah? I really No, I was do. saying, like, the reason people sometimes... People give him shit because, like, but I'm like, yeah, he's, like, thinking out loud all the time. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, that's why you keep doing it. And he's, like, so good at the MMA. And, like, the MMA stuff, he's actually amazing. Like, he's an amazing he's a, commentator. Amazing. <laughs> he's an amazing. He's an amazing. <laughs> and he's just, I'm just saying, like, you know, that, that, is, that guy is the underrated, hardest working person in comedy. Yeah. No one would think that, but he's definitely... Quietly doing his Quietly thing. for like 20 years. Doing yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't even mean quietly like he's small potatoes. He won't do No, this no, thing. I just mean like... He so won't do this podcast. No, steadily. Joseph. Steadily. Steadily. Oh, I get it. You don't want to talk to someone who also talks about Terrence McKenna and mind-altering psychedelics and does comedy. I get it. Can't do We that. wouldn't get along at all, Joe. Yeah, but you get it. With Charlie Rose, it's like, my guest tonight is Larry King. It's like, no. <laughs> <laughs> Why the fuck do you want to watch that? Oh, if it, is it because I plug Alpha Brain for free too much? I do love Alpha Brain. Um, you do? Love it. It's amazing. Yeah, what does it do? I'll give you some. It's in my car. Oh, God. <laughs> it's amazing. Oh, yeah. It's a game changer. Yeah. Take three. Yeah. I'll be putting all I need is a little plus C to go with my bow. Yeah. Oh my Jesus! If ever I loved thee, <laughs> Jesus Christ! That was an amazing. Take a big square rec- gray rectangle, and all of a sudden you're like doing a Sudoku, and the fastest time you've ever done it. Fuck off, brain pills. <laughs> Here's the work. <laughs> <laughs>
<laughs> See, this is this is good. I mean, we should just like we should do an like an all star game, except we're not all stars at all. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But like the amateur East versus West game. I'll be the West. Yeah, I'll be yeah, Western yeah. civilization. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, I can't tell you how many fights I've had about acupuncture with people. And I will. Well, acupuncture works. Sure, we're not getting to it on this. <laughs> not getting. Didn't to you it. watch the night of? I didn't. No, I didn't. It cured his eczema. Yeah, because he saw needles in himself, and he went, this has to do something, because why the fuck would they do this? It actually didn't cure his eczema. This is not a spoiler if you thought that was. This is kind of a spoiler. Do you think that's a spoiler? Chiropractors. And, do you, are, like, just one quick, are you like, like Zodiac bullshit? I don't know oh, about God that. God damn it, yeah, it's I the moon, dude. The moon is not making people a certain way every month. The moon... <laughs> Is not Wait, making you, mean- you something. You're not. Everyone in August isn't this way. <laughs> everyone in June isn't that way. David Littlefield was my best friend. He was a day before me, and we were complete opposites. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The moon. No, the I, t- I, I, I mean, that, I honestly, can't even I don't believe that it. people think that. To- what the fuck are you talking about? I had someone. What's who- really funny though? Yeah, is like Leos are like performers, and I'm like a Leo. Yeah, but I don't like it. Uh, <laughs> but I. You know, I'm not entirely proud of this. I am one of those people that goes like, it's like a green light thing. Like, oh, you think that? Tell me more. It can be dangerous, I suppose, if you don't have some discerning. No, and I don't want to be the point. dick in real life. When no. people are like, you know, like, we, we're so nervous because if we have the baby here, she'll be a Taurus. Like, are you fucking crazy? Yeah. That is crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Are you, you think that, tell me. Yeah. Me? The moon's gravity does not affect your neurons. Yeah. It just doesn't. It really, 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 really doesn't. I am out of my depth. I don't understand. You're not out of your depth to infer to that the moon doesn't right. make different people's personalities certain ways. But it controls the tides and we're made of water? I don't no. Know. I don't no. Know. I don't know. No, 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 no. I can't no. counter argue. No, that does not work. Bo, I, I lean your way on this the moon one. moon are made out of water. Oh, my God. I'm a fucking cat. Oh, Taurus. Like you know, I, I'll, t- I'll admit to one, it's crazy one to time liking it. Ramdas is an Aries and he's from Boston, and I'm an Aries from Boston. And I'm just kind of like, I like that we're the same yeah. sign. That's the only time I caught myself kind of enjoying it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it's just because I wanted to have something in common with my hero. And you know what? Like, however you find meaning, but it's not true. Yeah. <laughs> but that, that one just kills me. Yeah. Because, like, like, I'm like, like, G, like Christianity and the soul, that is all, like, really abstract and hard. You know what I mean? Sure. Like, who knows about, you know what I mean? I'm saying that's, like, you're really going up to the edge of the mystery of consciousness and what that is. Like, all fair game to theorize. Well, who sure. the fuck knows? The moon well, is the it's Big the con- Dipper. It's the, the Big con- Dipper made you a bitch. <laughs> Get out of here. It's the convergence of hard material science and froofy kind of spirituality. Oh, well, that's what makes it so offensive. Yeah, well, that's why I got my Deepak Chopra problems. We can go all into that. Mr. Mr. Quantum Mechanics m- proves that we're all consciousness. Motherfucker does not know what quantum mechanics is. <laughs> it's not how it works. Fucking equal equal speech right. Uh, I have to have Deepak on with you. No, 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 no. Because no, like that my, would be no, amazing. No, because no, no. ah! no, there are perfect debates of people that like I worship. Yeah, going after him. You know I mean, like you know what I mean, and and I've already seen it, and it didn't work. Yeah, so I would just flounder. No, I know, I know. We find what we're looking. For. No, no. When he's all good, but he just can't tell me. You know, people that think just because they're, you know, 
spiritual people or whatever that, that they're also quantum physicists. Yeah, no, I get delusional. it. And I, I can be guilty of that type of thinking. Because that's like, that's like me thinking I'm a social scientist because I'm a comedian. I'm yeah. not. Yeah, I would yeah, never yeah. say I know yeah. how behaviors work. Right. I can only speak from my sliver of expertise. Right, right, right. And I can speak for three hours nonsense about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I concede at the end of the day that anyone else with an expertise in the field that I'm talking about would sit down beside me and I would listen. Yeah. I would totally, you totally listen. listen. I love one of the episodes that I really enjoy the most is Brian Green, the astrophysicist. Yeah, yeah, he's mind. amazing. And yeah. he just kind of, I wouldn't say he schooled wait, wait, me. He, he was on this. Oh, he that's sat so right cool. Where you oh, that's wild. And I laughed the whole time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then four weeks later, well, he's, he's got Chopra that amazing... Was, He's got that amazing talent of it's but, all, all like itchy and scratchy metaphors. Right. You know what I mean? That's like how but all it's books also, are But it's also just when you hear enormous truths about like the hard data of yeah, the universe, yeah. it's just funny. And from like an astrophysicist where it's you're like, funny. oh shit, you know. Yeah. And yeah. just so you know that like these theories are not come to by things like we're doing. Two guys talking about it. No, no, it's come by uh, five years of data, and then it goes. The only way this makes sense is there to be twelve dimensions or whatever. It's not like what if there are. Wait, I guess that it's funny that you say that because I think something that would be really useful documentarians and Netflix people. We have a lot of shows and and movies that present data, but not a lot of movies show how data is gathered, how it's done Mm. at. All. It's just not sexy. It's not sellable. You know? I know, but when watchable. you talk about like knowing what the speed of light is or how far away Pluto is or whatever the fuck, we have such a gap between thesis it's and like conclusion. It's like Einstein with a speedometer and it's like, ooh, like, like uh, a, those traffic guns. But give me something. Oh. You know, there was that uh, that movie, What the Bleep Do We Know, which talked about that that principle, the Heisenberg principle, yeah. and they made a cartoon explaining it. I need more shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where yeah. it's like, you may not so understand this, but the, boo, child. Deepak but if you, does not know. Yeah, that was but if you But if you show it, show me what the machine looks like that observes yeah. protons. Show me the thing that shoots protons. Just <laughs> No, totally. Even if th- it looks like a laser gun to me, just let me know that you're in a room with a thing that looks like the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids laser <laughs> yeah, beam. Yeah, yeah, okay, okay. And a piece of wall, and then you're studying it. Because then I can go, I get it! Right. As opposed to just like, it seems like religion in the bad way. Because you're know, like, but this I went up Mount Carmel, Car- Carmel and came yeah. back with the commandments. Sometimes science can feel that way because I wasn't included in the process because I wouldn't have understood it. Yes, yes. And that's the obscurantist game that Deepak, I think, plays, which is that everything is intuitable. So if you can't explain it in a fortune cookie, it's not real. And some people are going, dude, sorry. It just isn't that. It doesn't mean – the Heisenberg uncertainty principle doesn't mean that everything's uncertain and everything's interconnected. It means that a very, very – it means literally that a photon – in order to be obs- that a that a photon changes by its by the act of being observed, yeah. and, he, and he takes that as a spiritual. Just by looking at things, we change it. If we no no, because a photon is so small, the only way to know its velocity or position is to fire another photon at it, thus disrupting either its position or its velocity. It's a very very literal literal thing applicable only to that. It's not this idea of just seeing changes, and that means the universe is observing every. It's not that. It really is. It's way, way weirder and abstract and more and, and grounded. What's so weird is that there are these abstract concepts and really grounded things. Mm. Like the extra dimensions in string theory are like the 12 tiny spatial dimensions bunched up that strings need to be vibrating in in order for the math to work out. Mm. You know, it's not like... 
I uh, love people uh, that can make math sound sexy because it really is interesting that this thing throughout the world that a bunch of different people independently discovered works. It, mm. It's that Einstein quote where he's like, I'm going to botch it. But it's like it's not uh, – it's miraculous how explainable the world yeah, is. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's like that's what's And crazy. that's why he, he hated quantum mechanics because of that because it was so gro- – it was so hard to understand. He thought the world has to be more elegant than this. It can't be this confusing. Oh, wow. I was saying I don't understand any of it. I don't know why I'm trying to act like I know any of it. But the point is I know when – I know enough to know that I don't, that it is so unknowable and really even unfathomable to the people that even yeah. are experts in I it. think those people get so, glimpses. So I think they go, Deepak, I think, plays this idea of um, things should be able to be understood and palatable and intuited. Mm-hmm. And, and the point is, is that maybe our minds are not made to fathom that. Hmm. Maybe the world doesn't work in a way that is compatible with our monkey brains to totally understand. Um, well, as Alan Watts would say, how can we understand the part of us that does the understanding? Well, right. It's fucking Chomsky and linguistics, all that stuff. It's Deal all very, that. very interesting. We ain't scratched how, that surface. How can the knife stab itself? All right, guys. <laughs> <laughs> That's a double-edged sword, literally. Uh, all right, I actually have to go. <laughs> Um, how do you, how do you, do people say, what do you think when people don't like your joy? What do I say when they don't like it? Your joy. Then I just introduce them to my agony. (laughs) Cause I think your joy is a wonderful thing, Pete. I do. I do. I do. I think it's like crazy in a world of like scoffs that, that like someone that like enjoys himself. Yeah. I think that that, you know, I, I guess it makes complete sense. Yeah. You know what I mean? You but know, like, if you lived with me, Valerie, for example. Oh, I don't, I don't think you're happy, but yeah. no, no, I'm saying, I, I'm not saying you're without depth or yeah, yeah, emotion. Yeah. I'm saying, um, I think your public persona, I'm not saying it's a persona, but I'm saying, sure. I think your joyousness is, 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 is as, as punk rock as shit gets. Which is, ah. You know what I mean? Really, truly. <laughs> like a happy, smiling, laughing dude. <laughs> It's like, fuck it, that's punk rock in 2016. I'm saying someone like me, like someone who's like trying to be like, oh, like, uh, what world? Like, that's fucking nothing. You know, that's bullshit. This, this is, you're rock and roll, you fucking goof. <laughs> and I tried you fucking nerd. Yeah, I love it. Oh, my God. Every time I've tried to wrap up, then we do something. And in this case, especially that fine, fine compliment, I'm like, if we had ended, we wouldn't have had that part. Yeah. We didn't have the whole astronomy part if we had ended. But we'll do it again. Yeah. And we're going to hang out socially. And we can find just as much meaning talking to each other without all these weirdos listening. That's right. That's what we're going to do. Although it was my idea to do it on microphone. (laughs) That's my point. And you didn't let me talk to you before this. That's true. But that's a fun, that's a good thing. Yeah. Because we haven't seen each other in a while. Because the reuniting has a good energy. Smart. I, I mean, I feel gross. I feel like, yeah. I feel like. Prostitutes. I feel like Shelley Duvall and your Stanley Kubrick, like, treating me like an, like, treating me like a bitch in The Shining, so I become, like, really scared in all the scenes. Oh my God. Is that but, what he did? Yeah. I'd be like, Shelley, like, just shut up. And then she'd be like, in a scene, like, with, the, like, her hands shaking. No. Yeah, all this, way. I mean, there's plenty of that. She might have just, he might have just hated her, too, but. I love Room 237. Have you seen that? Oh, yeah. I love it. Have you seen uh, Tim's Vermeer? No. Oh, write that down. What's that? Penn and Tell or Penn Gillette, like, produced it. It's an amazing movie. What is it called? Tim's Vermeer. It's like the painter Vermeer was this painter, like, I don't know when the fuck. 
But like he had this amazing way of painting with light, where, where it would look photorealistic. People didn't understand how Can he you could spell it. Sorry, T I M apostrophe S Vermeer V E R M E E R. Sorry to interrupt for that. But the point is like. It was this guy that was painting like long before photographs, famous mm-hmm, painter, mm-hmm. painter Vermeer, where it was like, how did his light look so, it looked like he was almost painting a photo rather than with his eyes. And this guy who's not an artist and can't paint theorizes that maybe Vermeer was using something else to, like, like a weird form of a camera to transcribe the image. Ah. And he builds it and does, it's crazy. You I have to watch it. it. It's so, so interesting. It's one of those beautiful things See, that like, wouldn't have gotten this creative moment. process. I guess let's just take this <laughs> in the go. car. Let's just go. <laughs> I just want to leave. Oh, you got to say keep it crispy. Keep it crispy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> I love you, man. Love you, too. Now leaving Nerdist.com. 